All right, if everybody's more or less set, we're gonna get going. Here. We. Oh, crap. Hey, Internet! My name is Todd, and we're gonna be playing some Dungeons & Dragons tonight. Thanks for joining us live on Twitch, on YouTube. If you happen to catch it on Instagram, I don't think it's out there right now, but, you know, I do things. Uh, and then, of course, to our lovely, wonderful podcast listeners, thank you so much for all the love and attention. And if this is your first time by, don't forget to click the button and subscribe and all of that. It really supports us and helps us out. A big shout-out to Steve, the other GM in the house, who has kept the ball a-going. And also to Darcy, who is my troubleshooter right now and has a face on them right now that ind indicates something is wrong. No? Life is good? Uh, there's a lot of background mic on your, uh, on your oh. noise on your mic. Oh, thank you. That's what I'm I hearing at least. It. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I, I, I missed something saying. I quickly, like, muted you in Discord so I could listen to you only in the stream to see if it was only, like, coming through to us. So, uh, well, if, if, if it if you makes you feel any better, I am I, screwing up the cameras. So that's that's a definite. There we go. We're back now. We're back. We're good. Or good enough. Close enough for rock and roll, as they like to say. I don't know who they are. So, yeah, we're going to play some D&D. It's been a while. I'm so sorry. I've been away. I've been sick. Um, I'm excited to get back in the game with all you fine folks. And we're going to do a quick recap. Is it still screwy, Darcy? Should we? It's weird. I don't know. It's, I don't that's hear not it. just me, right? It is just you. I don't hear it. It's just Check me. One, wow. Okay. Check one, two. Internet. What that's is happening? Okay. What I mean, is it, happening? Ignore me. Yeah, just ignore. Oh, uh, you know what? You might be getting a bit of echo because I was accidentally doing a thing. Maybe. I don't know. I turned up some. Hopefully I'm not blasting your ears out of your head. I don't know. Got like a fuzz. Oh. Oh, you know what? Anyway, don't worry about it. We're, we're live. Yeah. Let's go. It's as good as it's going to get for now. I'm sorry. We are on episode 32 of our Dungeons & Dragons homebrew campaign. 32. Thank you. Uh, and I'm excited because we are in the lair of a beholder. And this time you're hunting it. And... Uh, and the party's been sent in. There's a massive battle going on above ground. The whole city is getting attacked and potentially wiped out. It is danger zone up, up top. Half the Some of the team stayed above and left some dragons fighting on your side. The rest of them came down below uh, to, to hunt and kill the big bad, which is this nasty beholder here. Uh, unfortunately, some of the players couldn't be here tonight, so we'll try to... Uh, do them justice. Oh, that reminds me, I should probably open roll 20, because that's what we do for visuals sometimes, and keeps me on track. So while I do that, uh, let's introduce the players. Let's go around the table and start over here with Matt. Ha! You're up first, if you're there. So I am playing Balin Iron Eater, a dwarven a wizard and craftsman, and uh, I joined up with the party uh, when they saved me from the belly of a purple worm. I left my uh, mountain home of Illifarn to uh, search for uh, old Dwarven lore and artifacts, and uh, they, they pulled me out of a sticky situation, so here I am helping him uh, kill a big beholder that's a threat in the world. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, you've been with us uh, 
pretty long time and you've been you were just watched a, a fireball go off and like roast one of the people who was in your employ or a volunteer one of your minion meat shields i think they're meat shields uh and yeah. uh, hireling is the preferred right. term <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the term hit point bucket. Uh, So yes, unfortunately, the Minotaur, who was your your, uh, hireling, uh, is no more. But we'll do the best we can. Uh, So, yes, that uh, that is that. Uh, Let's keep going around the horn. Gordon, who are you and what do you do? Hey, I'm Gordon, uh, playing two characters tonight. Um, the OG character, Rook, who has snuck down into the lair of the boulder and discovered something where the boulder can see his friends, his spirit friends, and sees him. And I'm also playing Talithar, a conquest paladin. Yeah, I believe the beholder said something to the effect of, oh, good, as soon as it spotted you. Uh, and of course there's paladin-ness going on and you just beat up uh, one of the mid-level baddies who was re- recharging a naga, was reforming, and uh, yeah, I, I don't remember if you ate the fireball as bad as everybody else, but uh, nope. Not quite as bad, no. Paladins, man, they just shrug everything. All right, uh, let's keep going around the horn and we will meet the legend. The one and only... Is all Bella, tell us who you are. Hey. Uh hi everybody. I'm Bella and I am playing Isold uh as my main character tonight. She is a half elf blood hunter and uh yeah, she's been palling around uh with with her buddy Gek and not much more about her. Uh, and then I'm playing also Frizzle. Right. Uh, Frizzle who is a, a Genasi, fire, I believe. Fire Genasi. That's yep. right. I That's forgot her. about Frizzle. And now Frizzle was not caught in the blast, so you still have Frizzle kicking around. So that's exciting. And she uh, was caught, but she I I'm yeah, she I think she took some damage, but not a lot. Fantastic. All right, I and know. I also believe uh, just for the flavor, I believe Isold is probably shooting some dirty looks over towards, uh, the hallway where Rook was disappearing to, wondering where did he run off to again? I'm, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well, very likely. Oh, I, no, I figured it's as very much. likely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no love lost. Yeah. There. That's no Rook zone. <laughs> I love that t-shirt. All right. And, uh. <laughs> We'll keep going around. Darcy, who are you playing? Hi, everyone. I'm Darcy. You can find me at Darcy Bits. I'm playing Shu, one of the aforementioned hirelings, who, uh, little pirate town, the party was like, gonna get a bunch of you to come help us fight a, fight a, fight a big old monster. And she was like, I'm a sea monster hunter. I didn't say that right. I'm a monster hunter. That's the one. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll join. And now they're here airing down a beholder and remember all the tips and tricks for fighting beholders. Because, uh, you know. Is there jam. tips and tricks for fighting beholders. beholders? 
I don't know if... Well, if... we'll, we'll have to see. I'm going to definitely see if I can uh, convince you to let me roll on tips and tricks uh, when we get to the actual action. Roll so. for tips and <laughs> tricks. I kind of like that. Look, I got actually. expertise on that roll. Let's do it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You know, you know what? Let's start it off. I think it's like Let's... expertise with advantage or something, because it's like... I... Favored you know type and then also favored terrain is like, yeah, it's a whole thing. I think anyway. that tonight we should start with a tips and tricks roll. I am down with that. I am down to clown with that. So uh, as soon as we're done meeting the rest of the crew, get your D20, dust it off. It's been a while and we'll see how you roll for trickiness. All right. Um, and I get to do a secret roll in the background. Yeah. Half tricky, range, half rogue. Extra tricky. The trickiest class. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Oh, God. I got that song in my head now that I can't play. All right. Let's keep uh, going around the horn. And thank you, Timely, for joining us. I hope, I hope you are there and I hope you are well. Uh, we're just going around the horn. Uh, let's meet Steve. I don't know why I said that like I've been okay. you. Hi. Hello. Um, I, I I am Steve, and my characters, if I remember correctly, Gex Tuckford, um, he's still there. Still and then, uh, yeah, a character whose name is Bear, who looks like a bear, who is a bugbear, who is a barbarian totem bear. He, yeah. A That's bear him. with the bear. A bear bear with a bear. Yeah, so... And wait, is he naked? I'm just wondering if he's got the full trifecta going on, or... He's naked the same way Chewbacca is naked. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a single I ammo know. belt across his chest. Yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> else, what else do you need that for? You know, fur does trip, keeps you warm, clean. Doesn't stop uh, the dangle, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. surprised Star Wars got away with the rating they did because that was a bunch of gorilla dick. <laughs> you just didn't know it. <laughs> Sorry, no, this you're, is... you're very, you're very obsessed with that. Um, I mean, no, check out Shadowruns; <laughs> they're cool. Uh, they are. They're we fun. did wrap up. We did wrap up the season, although Todd hasn't streamed that one yet. You should watch it because I haven't a even death watched. Scene. What? Yeah, there's a death scene, and it's an awesome death scene. Awesome. Well, we, spoiler. We all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I will. I will have to go and watch and stream that. So I'll be doing that on on the channel a little bit later on. But tonight we have one more person to meet, and then we're diving in. Uh, I believe Timely is there. Is that Timely? You are muted. If you are speaking, there is someone there. It's a mystery. Oh, typing. All right, typing yes, mic not working. So this, this hey, well, we'll hopefully get that fixed uh, in the next little bit. But uh, see what see what we can do about that. Oh, interesting. I can actually see the text arrive on stream, and I did not set that up. I have no idea how that happened. But anyway, eh, bank error in my favor. I am down with this. So tonight we're going to be figuring out what happens maybe in this in the finale, maybe working towards. I don't know. There's a big bad dangling like 40 feet away from you in a cavern. Let's see what happens. So we'll be right back after this and begin.
All right. So, you are underground, as I mentioned before. There's a battle raging above. You're in a, a twisting cavern. Part of it refined and worked. Parts of it rough-hewn. Uh, and even other sections, as you now have gone through a secret door leading deeper into the complex underneath the, the streets of Tazrel, you find yourselves in a room, uh, a rough-hewn... Well, the party's a little bit split right now. One, About four of you are just mopping up with a naga in one room where it had been kind of nesting away, kind of trying to reform itself the guardian protector of this ruin for centuries. Uh, the rest of you are uh, kind of in the hallway, and then some of you are further down in a rough stone uh, cavern beneath this section through a secret door that I believe it was Isold who, or Rook found it, I forget, one of, one of them, uh, found it and snuck below a pile of corpses collected from the various... Uh, unfortunate citizens of Tazvrel. In particular, uh, Rook spotted some belongings long lost for friends of theirs that have been haunting Rook in every waking hour. And for a creature that doesn't sleep, that's all the hours. Um, you see the loot of your friend Angel. You see the robes and a, and a shattered um, quarterstaff of your mage friend, Cat. There is, there is this sense of sadness, but also it was a mystery as to where their bodies had gone. And it, whatever your reaction to that, it, seeing them, Caught you a bit off guard, I think, and you're you're caught in the open for just a moment too long, which is saying something for a rogue of your quality. Rook, your head was up as the beholder turned around, sensing a shift in the movement, or the shift in the air from the open door, or the massive fireball that went off one flight up. Whatever it was, the Beholder has spun around and is looking at you in particular. Everyone else still appears to be well hidden. The Beholder had been kind of rooting through these bodies and belongings. And there is the room is also filled with various items of treasure and garbage. It's, it's just a festooned pile of uh, just terrible, almost hoarder level things just piling up and around this cavern. You can also sense further back there is a blackness behind the beholder in the cavern that implies uh, perhaps an opening or two towards the back. Let's start today with um, Rook. What do you want to do? <clears throat> Uh, well, I noticed that he noticed me. I noticed um, you noticing me. I noticed you noticed me. <laughs> um, and 
I don't really feel like it's the right time or place for for a, a dialogue between us. So I'm gonna run. All right. So go ahead and uh, I'm gonna get you to do either acrobatics or athletics as your kind of dodginess. Uh, I'm gonna do acrobatics. What? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do acrobatics. Yes. All right. Fine. Uh, okay. So. I'm going to roll or take 10. Let's see which is higher. And uh, I'm even going to use knowledge from a past life. I'm going to take 10. All right. So So I'm going to take 1d6 plus 10 plus... Ooh, and my acrobatics. Uh, 13. Uh, all right. So not your uh, best, most stealthy uh, or um, speedy exits, but you turn and stumble. You can go yeah. ahead and move yourself, uh, your movement. Um, coming up next, Talithar, who's in the other room. I'm working off a previous order that I wrote down. See, I wrote things down. I just want to pause for a minute and, and let that sink in. It means all of y'all. All the y'all are in trouble now. Stop now. All right. Okay. So uh, Rook is uh, running. Oh, it's like snapping around here. He's basically running to kind of get out of uh, line of sight. Uh, and then he's going to bonus action hide. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> again, you go scrambling up those steps and the beholder kind of hisses eagerly. <sighs> And, and calls out after you. Wait. We have so much to talk about. Um, Can't talk too busy. <laughs> flying, up the, <laughs> flying up the steps. And I'm trying in a way so that, like, I don't give away my, my other compatriots, right? So I know that they're still hiding down there and, and more are on the way. So, yeah. All right, shoot. Uh, I'm not actually going by order here because I'm going to go with who's in the room and saw this. Shu and Gek and Gex, what do you do? Well, I see that you're muted, so I'm going to jump in first. Um, as Shu witnesses this beer, and you can decide whether or not they've actually like fought beholders before. That's kind of a rare thing. It's easy to like. Just be like, oh yes, everyone knows every monster because we as players do. But you know, maybe they, they may didn't. But they're a monster hunter. They've at very least know about them and have researched such things. Um, a very studied individual when it comes to this kind of thing. Um, better. Th thank you and... for reminding me. You need to roll your. I know. Sh I know some. Sh yeah. So they are um, hunkered down. They're trying to, like, they're sort of next to this pile of dead bodies, which should mask their smell. They're trying to actually block line of sight as best as they can because they can't rely on shadows because they know it has dark vision. Like, this kind of stuff is just like, all right, they know how to stay hidden, which they already have, you know, passed a stealth check back in however many weeks ago that was. Um, yeah. But they're they're studying it, and they're going, okay, can I find the like pivotal weak spots in this right it's really easy to be like just shoot in the eye that's clearly the weak spot but it's not that simple right you got to find the like exact specific precise 
location to strike that will be able to be that chink in the armor and hit a pivotal weak point some sort of artery or something so they're racking the brain for like literally like like anatomy knowledge on a, a beholder like how do you actually kill one um which i'm not exactly sure what skill that sounds like medicine weirdly um which would be fine for them they could roll they, they have like all the knowledge skills right this is their jam they're not a dex based rogue or ranger because <laughs> of course it's one of my characters why would they be um they're an intelligence based one uh so they got arcana or nature or you know survival or investigation or medicine or whatever you want right um but they'd be rolling because this is their favorite terrain and the favorite being Underdark and Beholders being native to the Underdarks, I think it's relevant. I get to use my favorite terrain bonus, which would give me expertise on the roll. And then because they are Aberrations, which is one of their um, favorite enemies, they would also get advantage. So they're rolling at plus 11 with advantage, if that wow. all sounds yeah, good to you. That all sound, that all tracks, 100%. Great. So I'm just going to roll it, and you can add that. That's a 21, uh, which is a, with advantage. Sorry. That's better. 27. All right. So here's a quick flash of like all these thoughts are going through your head about what you know about these creatures. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that comes to mind is an old uh, teacher of yours, um, somebody who trained you rather, uh, was basically like on the the, uh, Titan's Crucible. On the Titan's Crucible. And he's like, yeah, builders don't actually have weaknesses per se but here's the thing if you uh take them unaware you're gonna stand a little longer if you manage to somehow uh The thing about beholders is their greed, and they don't trust anything else. Can't control it, they don't trust it. And if they feel jealous or paranoid, they're gonna put an end to anything that could be a potential threat for them. What about the stock, though? Gotta be a way of uh, severing some kind of important tendon? Oh, well, yeah, you could do that, but usually you don't live very long. I mean, go for it, but... uh, It's our job to live longer than them, right? Speaking of live long, surprisingly, most beholders don't. Compared to some of the nasty creatures out there, they're relatively short-lived. Eighty years seems to be an average beholder. However, there's rumors some of them can live a little longer, be a lot more powerful. See one that looks really old. We're in trouble. Or they're about to die. Yeah, maybe to wait for a heart attack. Do they have hearts? I don't think they do. Or if they do, it's twisted, rotten. Hard to say. Ah. Well, everything works on figure out. I'm sure we'll be able to take it apart. You'll want to manage to uh, survive. 
dissection, you might make a name for yourself. Slaps you on the shoulder, finishes up the tattoo they're giving you. Nice. Sends you on your way. Cut back to this. Um, meanwhile, Gex, what the heck are you doing? Well, since he's kind of in there pretty much by himself, um, he's going to stay where he is and cast invisibility on himself. Because, of course. Hey, if you got the and option, then, do it. Um, I'm going to uh, make you do a... I'm assuming you're not going to stand up and be all like, oh, blah, 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 magical night words. Right? You're going to try to... Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. you! I'm casting invisibility here! <laughs> hey! Hey, yo! <laughs> I'm walking! I'm casting you know, here. He could, he could probably do it quietly. He is rather stealthy, I would suggest. I could roll for that if uh, it helps you feel better. Yeah, let's let's roll for stealthiness. Uh, I'm going to say because you're there is a verbal component to this and you're trying not to be noticed. I'm going to say you're at disadvantage to do this as quietly as you need to. Um, so it's a 12 with okay. disadvantage. Let's see. I don't have my dice appearing here. Theater of the mind. Beholder's head snaps and tracks as Rook takes off up the stairs. And you're in that eyeline. The boulder that you're scooted just behind is right next to said stairs. And Rook just took off from basically where you're huddled and you're just whispering as quietly as you can the incantation sweat beating on your forehead and the spell goes off and you disappear from sight it's holding your breath and we'll come back to what happens next second um shoo i want you to do a perception check Oh, sure. Um, Previous was a is knowledge. Is the environment thing? giving me? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, knowledge about creatures is advantage if you have appropriate favorite, but not about the terrain or use of your senses in the terrain, such as yeah. perception. I think she gave me the ex expertise, so that's. Yep. I believe it's also the plus eleven. Yeah. So that would be a twenty-three. Nice. All right, so you are kind of secreted away from where Rook was, a little bit opposite of the doorway entry from where Gex is currently hiding. As you look and the beholder begins to shift to track where Rook went, you get a better look at this thing. Is it the flickering light, your eyes slightly adjusting to this, uh, the flickering light coming from the do open doorway at the top of the rough-hewn stairs? In the in the flickering light, you see pale gray. I think this is the first time Shu has seen this beholder. Shu was not part of the earlier beholder fight. Everyone else here <laughs> oh, is that's familiar true. Yes. with what this looks like, but this is Shu's first time 
as a knowledgeable monster hunter. Mm-hmm. This, you've seen drawings, maybe you've even seen a beholder before. I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. This one okay. looks sallow and gray, and the skin looks thin like crepe paper stretched to like an old man's hands where you can see every vein, every tendon, every sinew. This beholder looks very old. Is it the kind of old that reads as undead, or is that something I can't know? It's not undead. It is still okay. I can, I can identify you can that. Definitely see that. It's got the pulsing of its. You, you probably do confirm that it's got a heart because it's got all these veins and you can s- practically see the blood flow of like the varicose veins on the return. This thing is very old. It's very large for a beholder as well. It's been around for a long time. A couple of its eyes are somewhat clouded over with cat partial cataracts, which may or may not lead to an advantage, but... The overall message is this thing is very old. It's probably pretty powerful. Even though it does seem somewhat weakened in its physical state. Right. Yes. Uh, Can I know of this specific beholder with history check considering its age? What was your score again? 29? Uh, I rolled a 27 before on like whatever check that was supposed to be you've heard rumors of old beholders before and you've heard the name of this one before probably mentioned by one of the party members Katharin. Oh, okay um i don't know that you have specifically heard of this one but there are okay. a handful of really elder orb beholders that a are tougher magically but Mm -hmm. they're physically beginning to fail cool but there's not like specific like legends of like oh you gotta watch out for truthix or whatever their name no this one no i mean like you've heard of xanathar uh um you've heard of a bunch of them but this Mm -hmm. one's name isn't familiar but it's in a category of okay creature that seems aged and failing and you don't know if beholders lose themselves to their nightmares which then spawn into reality and eat them usually they die by that time yeah um right so whatever this thing is doing has managed i don't know if it's like oil of a lay keeping it alive what's going on there but it is whatever its routine is going is keeping it going beyond what the average beholder is known to do uh, All right, I'll, that's that's a that's a magic person thing. Uh, that's that's someone else's wheelhouse. I'll have to tell someone about that later. All right, it, it's it's an oldie and not a goodie. Is is the okay? Point. Yeah, it yeah. seems a little lurchy in its movements. Uh, All right, let's jump in. Uh, jump back. Uh, let's uh, go to the top of stairs. Elias is right at the top of the stairs and sees Rook boil boil bites. What 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 is it? I probably would have said, like, as I was running by the others, like, hold it down there. And, like, 
he steps back away, kind of Ooh. faltering his confidence, still trying to uh, build up. Uh, Jalen, I believe, was Timely's particular. Uh, no, that was no. Jalen oh, was um, Brandon's. Oh, okay. So Jalen um, kind of readies their weapons, like this is why we came, right? It's ready to go down the stairs, but kind of takes the cue. Uh, Graham and Hilda are both kind of readying themselves as Rook comes tearing back up. Um, meanwhile, in the other room, the smoke is still settling. You check the body of Asterion, who has fallen, uh, smoldering and no longer breathing. Um, dead. Dead and gone. So unless somebody has resurrection magics, that Minotaur is... Uh, Swung his last axe, I'm afraid. Uh, Balin is old Talithar. You hear some muttering in the hall, the word beholder, but that's about it. What do you want to do? You're in the room with the... Uh, and Cranky, uh, in the room with the fallen uh, Naga. Oh dear, a beholder on the way. I'm, 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 uh, I'm in rough shape. Uh, I got some potions left. I don't know if anybody's got any healing magic. I don't suppose so. Uh, I have a, a, I have a little bit of reserve, but not much. I suggest you use your I'm potion dead. for now. I'll ahead, man. Yeah, I'll yeah. use my potion too. Yeah, I'm drinking all my potions. I got twelve. That ozone stench of left behind in the room of the fireball just having just incinerated parts leaving ash and dust all around the room and coughing um, chug back some potions and try to it, it was the kind of explosion that would if it weren't for the magical flames and the torches would have put the the sconces out but they're still burning Brizzle looks around the corner and sees all of you just looking like something out of a Warner Brothers cartoon just <laughs> covered in in soot uh, and just what does Frizzle say or do she's just like looking around a little freaked out by this all and she's like okay let's um go in this other room with everybody else whoop I can't oh shit I lost her that's oh, okay shoot. Yeah, the, the map oh, no. is uh, kind of annoying in its thing. She, she runs into a wall and... Actually, this is a good time to start that. Sure, why not? Uh, dexterity saving throw, please, Frizzle. Okay. What are we starting? That's what we're going to find out. Oh, I think I heard... Oh, Hilda. we can hear you now, Timley. Hey, Bert. Yeah, hey, welcome to the stream. Uh, is this old is old within ten feet of me? Not at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, oh, okay. Probably within ten feet. Right. Uh she when Frizzle went running up the hallway, did not get as like stumbled too much smoke in your eyes or something, and you slip and bump against a wall and scrape against the side. Uh what was your role there, uh, Bella? Eight. Okay, but so does she get any bonuses from being within ten feet of me? Uh, even still, 
even with a plus four, mm. that's only going to be a 12. So uh, I'm going to uh, begin this. Let's, let's begin. You, you failed, but yeah, you're not harder. <laughs> okay. So when you lean against the wall, something weird happens. You're like, you able to put your hand on it, and the whole thing just moves away. You can feel it touch, but it, it provides literally no resistance as your hand leans against it. And then something hits you in the shins as the whole wall begins this pivot motion. And you just kind of lose your balance for a second. And, uh, and as it mm. kind of gets to a certain angle, it stops. And then a bunch of um, iron and stone balls fall out of the ceiling, like bowling ball kind of thing, come rolling down the wall and clobber you in the shoulder. They clobber you in the knee, uh, in the in the hip as it falls down. You try to roll away, but unfortunately, uh, you're going to end up taking uh, a little bit of bludgeoning damage from a trap that you just set off. You're going to be taking nine points of bludgeoning damage there, Frizzle. There's a, a second where you kind of pull yourself back off the wall and it slips back into its vertical position and there's just a couple of these more or less round stones or, or iron things on the ground that had clobbered you rubbing sore spots. I'm assuming... I would assume that, because she probably screamed out quite loudly, because uh, that probably hurt, and uh, she, everybody probably hears that. Oh yeah, Elias and and Rook and all of them definitely hear. Um, uh, the rest of you in that other room, are you going to be staying with the, in that room or joining the hall or what's the plan? Uh, I think Talhar after chugging a potion is going to go into the hall because he. If he, especially if you heard the, the whisper beholder, and he's going to start making his way back. Sure thing. Alright, so you can just spend your whole time doing that. Uh, Cranky, um, uh, do a perception check for me. Uh, Balin, go ahead. Uh, could I just check if the Naga's got anything useful on him real quick before I go join everyone else in the hallway? Sure thing. Do a uh, an investigation check for me. 22. Okay. I'm going to get you to do... Hold on, I'm going to do a quick count. I'm going to get you to roll a d12, please. Okay, you lucky bastard. Uh, I'm going to say roll a d8 for me now. There's a point to this. Six. Okay. Um, all right. So you're about to leave when you see kind of tucked in behind the Naga on a shelf in a place of honor. You see a glint of metal. You manage to spot a weapon gleaming there in the dark and now you are a craftsman you recognize good work this is great work not just good work great work this is a magical weapon you spend a few seconds and you raise it up and not only i'm going to give you this for free because you are who you are this is 
you immediately recognize the runes carved into this. It is a weapon of warning. It is a plus one magical item. Advantage on initiative and and you cannot be surprised. Um, I do need an idea, and I'm going to say the first person to think of what kind of weapon it is gets the thing or internet. Go! Boomerang. <laughs> Boomerang, yeah, great. I was going to say carrot, because I, you know, you, I watched uh, the Boomerang. Magical boomerang. All right, it's just up on the wall like a decoration hung on two nails, and you're just like, you take it down. You've got a weapon okay. of warning. It's a boomerang, and that's why um, you're you're uh, you're happy that you you pick it up. Uh, it does take attunement, but you can use it if you want to, or give it to somebody else. I'm not gonna be able to throw a boomerang with eight dexterity, so uh, I'll say, hey, uh, who needs advantage on uh, initiative? <laughs> <laughs> this uh this is a, a boomerang of warning it'll uh help you anticipate danger know when your enemies are nearby i don't think anyone is gonna be able to talk from the other area though right like stuff's getting hot I, yeah i'd assume just whoever's in the hallway there who's whoever's with us with the naga and uh and in the hallway up there so cranky and Izzled are right there yeah i feel like um, this is most useful for Nizzled as the ranger yeah, I mean, I have one more slot. I could technically do it. Um, Honestly, Balan, I think you should take you... it and just argue that you get to use strength because you have to throw it really hard. It's like a it's like a throwing axe. <laughs> oh, Balan, strength or dexterity. I'd yeah, allow, yeah, I'd allow that. Yeah, all right, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Then, <laughs> A boomerang feels like a very hill giant thing. Or, sorry, it's, a very um, hill dwarf thing, yeah. It's a little bit like a hand axe. Like a hand axe yeah, without okay. a handle. Right, I'd well, accept that. I guess I've got a, a funky boomerang, then. That uh, gives right. me spitey sense. I'll, I'll it's just that in yeah, all the time. Can you it's, imagine that? It gives you a tingle. <laughs> sorry about the bad Australian accent, all of our Australian viewers. I appreciate your hate mail. You can send it to at Live for my terrible... <laughs> And I can only ever get into accents with a Q word, so I'm going to be really stereotypical and say, good eye, mate. Anyway, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it now. Uh, no. So, anywho, uh, you you gather yourselves up, having found a few things. Uh, Cranky, you rolled a perception. What did you get there? 24. 24. Uh, I'm going to get you to roll a d12, sir. The bear knows. Eleven. You lucky barster. Okay, roll a d8. Ignore a six. A d8? Yep. Five. Huh. Um, it's not... Actually, yes, it is on the naga with those the humanoid body. Uh, the upper, upper part of it. Uh, with the arms that are so like a regular person but a little bit larger um, see these circlets around the arm both wrists second you bend down and you you it's got they're unharmed and that's probably the thing that gives you the hint is everything else in this room got burnt at least a little bit but these circlets are 
a little, a little bit of soot on them, completely unsinged. Probably magical. Everybody else is just bailing on the room. Do you want to grab them or stay put? Sure, he'll grab them as as he walks out. Sure. Uh, they there well, are two bracers. Uh, you're not entirely certain what they do. You can put them on if you want to, or you can uh, give them to somebody else to figure out what the heck it is. Yeah, I'll just put them in his sack for now. Okay. All right. Join the rest out in the hall. You are all gathered out there, and you can hear sit down below. Their shifts slightly forward, its eye searching around. Um, shoe from where you're sitting. You can't see Gex anymore. However, as the okay. beholder kind of nears, you see just Gex's foot for a second. And then, as it shifts away again, the foot disappears. And you're like, I, you know what that is, being a monster hunter with the anti-magic cone, but you don't think Gex seems to know. Um, well, I don't know how invisibility will help in a moment. The Beholder, meanwhile, is calling out. Ah, dead one, come back. Dead one. If I have line of... Sorry. If I have line of sight to Gex, like I was able to see his foot, I'll attempt to sign in uh, Thieves' Cant at him. Um, I don't know whether or not he's looking at me, right? I, I just saw a, a spare foot, but I'll, I'll at least give it a, give it a fair shake. Sure thing. Uh, what was your? Well, you can do a stealth check retroactively. I forget what it was. So just to, and Gex, go ahead and do a perception check. So wait, what does this stealth represent? Is this me not getting seen while trying to gesture? Because that's why I'm not like this, yelling. This is actually right? the opposite. So is... This is the opposite. This is how good a stealth you did because Gex has to beat that to see the hand sign. Okay, I was thinking that the angle wouldn't make it so that I was hit from the Beholder, but not from Gex, but that that's fair either You're way. really okay tucked in, so you're probably okay yep. no, for no, the No, that's fair. I am okay with rolling this. Just let me double-check my stats, because have it on here, not on there, because uh, <laughs> this is an extra character. That doesn't have a character sheet in roll 20. Uh, oh, sorry. That's fine. Uh, it's plus 10. That's only 16. Ooh. Gex, did you beat a 16? Uh, yeah, he got a 17, sorry. All right, you see Chu tucked in this little corner of, like, stone outcropping, kind of blocking them from the beholder's vantage point. You can see Chu. And you're sitting there just hoping that they didn't notice your invisibility spell. You can see Chu sign. What did you sign there, Chu? Probably it, like, translates to, like, the mark has spotted you or something, right? Like, that would be what the thieves can't... That's what it would be, a thieves can't, right? Yeah. <laughs> the mark is on to you, something but like it's, that. It, yeah. But it's all thieves canty, so it's like the dingo ate your baby or, like, some kind of... Well, short... I mean, I'm signing it. it like, yeah, I'm signing it. That's so fair. the thieves can't is... <laughs> I can see your testes. Uh, that's probably what it is. <laughs> 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 nice. That was perfect. <laughs> so you know that you can be seen, Gex. Or, um, oddly enough, you look down, your your foot is gone right now. 
and then the beholder shifts slightly and you see your foot come back as the as the spell just melts away in front of its main central eye. It's oh, so it just dispelled, it dispelled my invisibility? Within its immediate That's line of sight, your spell ceases to function. If it's... It's like a suppression. Yeah. It's just a suppression. So your spell isn't gone. If you're not in its line of sight, you are invisible. But if okay, you're in its I, line of sight... Can I do an insight check to see if it's the invisibility spell or magic that it's seeing through? Like, I want to know specifically, is it that spell um, or is it... I'm going to let you do an arcana check, actually. Or uh, either arcana or maybe a history. Okay, kind of... whatever role. Yeah. Uh, a remembering the last time you fought them and seeing magical effects disappear in front of their eye check. Yeah. <laughs> 15. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, 15 is enough to know, like... People talk about how beholders apparently dampen magic. Yeah. Only from the big central eye. You know that much. And you've faced a beholder before, so you, would, you definitely know. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Well, his purpose in doing it was just that for lack of something. Dead else. one. The beholder speaks and its voice is rattling the cave. Mm. It's so loud. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. So, so can I be physically like I'm physically behind this rock? You yes, are. You're right? tucked right in. And so you're so, as good as it's going to get at the moment. Yeah. So while physically behind the rock, he's going to cast another spell. Okay. He's going to cast Disguise Self. <laughs> exactly like Rook. Oh. Okay. Ooh. All right, then. All right, so you cast it, and uh, underneath your invisibility, your invisibility is still up unless you want to drop it. Um, You now look just like your undying friend over there, your your friend, Rook. Okay, cool. Uh, We'll see how that plays out. Um, The call of the beholder is easily heard up top, and in fact, the whole hallway up vibrates in the whole place the dust is lifting off the ground and everything you can hear some screams back towards the prison area um, through a closed door you've got there it seems to be waiting a book book to come back anybody else going to do anything Um, is, well, sorry, is, is it now open? Room. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah, you can jump in at any point. I can hear you. Go Bella. ahead, Bella. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, <laughs> Isold is going to kind of stealthily go toward the room where she hears Gax, or heard Gex last. You see Rook come out and you're like, where's... And you hear him calling for the dead one. You only know one dead guy. Undying guy. That is probably How do we know that, do we? He kind of admitted that he doesn't breathe when you... 
he tends to avoid blinking for long periods of time. Uh, doesn't always breathe when people are watching. Unless you're really making a concerted effort to do that. There's something off about him. Unhaunting. Uh, un unsettling. Sure. If you spend enough time with him. And besides which, Isold of all of you has been eyeballing him. It's like that kid in middle <laughs> school that you just hated. And you're just like, I'm going to find the fault with that one. So I would say Isold's probably picked up on it. Maybe not the rest of the people. Uh, let the dice <laughs> in, tell the deal. Uh, Isold, retroactive. By the way, check. I. Okay. I also rolled a 20 on my stealth. Nice. All right. So you are beginning to make your way towards the loud, angry beholder. Older. Uh, 13 on insight. Okay, you don't know who the dead one is, but you know Rook, uh, Gex was down there, and Rook came scrambling back out from down there. So, you're going down? By the way, my passive insight is uh, 15. Don't know if that okay. matters. Uh, I'm going to say maybe not in this case. So, okay. I read, read, retcon that. You don't know that Rook is dead. I think at this point, Talothar, like, Brook is, Brook is actually, he's hidden, but he's he hears it, and he's basically motioning to the others, like, like, let's get, let's do this. Talothar is going to look at the others. He's not going to say a word, but he's just basically, he's got a sword ready, and he's, like, nodding, like, and pointing with the sword, let's go. And he's going right. to, Talothar is going to lead the way down. Sure thing. I follow Talothar. All right, go ahead and march yourselves on down that hallway in the order you want to be. If you need help moving, let me know. I don't know who Let's wants see. to be after Talithar. With what's going, like, happened so far, especially with, um, like, Gex casting another spell and everything, I think, um, I, I have a couple, like, mechanical things. Like, I've been rolling, like, knowledge and stuff, but... Um, I got a couple of mechanical things in my kit that lets me just sort of buff myself preemptive to combat, so I'd like yep. to sort of establish those. Sure um, the Ranger Monster Spare archetype gives me Monster's Prey, so in my studying of them before, I didn't find any, like, specific things like, ah, if I hit here, I'll be able to, like, mark damage on a, you know, op optical artery, and then I can actually d sever that if I do enough damage or anything, which is sort of what I was looking for. But Unfortunately, Beholders instead, don't have much in the way of weaknesses other than their personality. I don't know, I like, obviously, I wasn't looking for, like, mechanically, like, yeah. they're weak to fire. Like, no, I'm not. That's baby stuff. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know. Uh, so instead, I'm basically going to sort of turn that action into uh, Slayer's Prey, which is a bonus action. Um, I can buff myself against one target, like, lasting until the next time I take a short rest. I'm just like, that's the one I'm killing. I don't care about anyone else. I am ready. And I've like, you know, Rolodexed my knowledge of this thing and I'm ready to like utilize all knowledge. Absolutely. Uh, I love the idea of, so that is of shoe with a Rolodex in the Beholder Lair. In my mind. Uh, any last preps <laughs> as people go, Rolodex. line no, it up and then I'll get you to call out your order. Uh, and then I have a second bonus action, which oh, would yep. have taken two turns to do, but like there's, there's been, been a few here. Yeah, there's uh, been a few. And the, so the second one is, uh, 
Oh, it's the Inquisitive. Yes, my uh, my Rogue subclass, which is insightful fighting. As a bonus action, you may make an insight versus your target's deception, and then you don't need the normal conditions for a sneak attack to be able to sneak attack if you succeed. All right. So I need go ahead and roll that. The uh, all right. So my insight is didn't roll very well. I got a plus eleven. Oh, I am rolling because trash. Of the normal absolute crazy. garbage tonight. You know what? I'm gonna retire so those dice. I'm gonna grab the dice that I bought <laughs> in France. Nice new Ooh. orange D20. We'll see. Well, next roll, we'll break that out and see what that becomes. So, even totally. so this bubble lasts for a So, uh, this is something that, like, who is ready to start fighting this thing? Um, it only lasts for a minute, so they're not they're not dawdling at this point. All right, shoes all totally. rock, ready to roll. To yeah, I've got like my bow ready, primed up. Yeah. What's that, Steve? Uh, Sorry. Sorry, it's impossible to interrupt online. No, you just have to speak in French when you use those dice. You have to read <laughs> the numbers in French. Fair enough. I can do that. I think I can count 1 to 20. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Okay. I think um, Hilda in the corner here is also going to cast Beacon of Hope. Should be able to. Nice. Give, there was a call give. for some healing before as well. Mm-hmm. Heard that. So, yeah, for each target, as Balin's uh, at uh, 33 health. Um, well, yes. So, any target within this range uh, will gain advantage on wisdom saving throws and depth saving throws, and also regain the maximum number of hit points possible from any healing. Okay. Nice. All right. The beacon is up. The beacon has been lit. As Hilda, I don't know what that looks like when you activate this. Uh, I like to imagine it's like a nice golden burst. <laughs> and then it kind of. Nice. Breaks into little sparkly golden particles. Nice. Bursting out from you. Everybody's sparkling. And catching everybody within 30 feet, which I think leaves out shoe. Yeah. Gex is just in range. And Talithar, this happened just before you went down. Let's say. I'm sorry, shoe. Sure, thanks. Otherwise, it'd be awkward if he's running off. Yeah, everybody else uh, is buffed. All right, nice. Uh, let's get some marching order down there. We got Talithar leading the way. Who's after Talithar? Um, I'd say one quick thing. Um, before yeah. I left the room, I would just like, say a quick little prayer for Asterion to the uh, Dwarven Gods and whatnot, you know, carry his soul to the afterlife safely. Um, and I would also let the party know that uh, this narrow staircase we're heading down to where the Beholder is, you know, if we get in trouble, I can easily collapse the ceiling on this and kind of, you know, buy us a bit of time, perhaps. So that's uh, just so you know, for like an escape option, I can do that. Uh, Elias I kind mean, of looks over towards you and like, I like your optimism. You're thinking that we're going to be getting out of this. <laughs> Well, hopefully at least one of us is. we got to take care of this beholder somehow. Mm. And after, after you! <laughs> Elias <laughs> is not going to go next. Who's who's then? We got Talithar. Did Balin going down? Is that the plan? He's, you know what? Balin's feeling brave. Will... He'll go down after, sure. 
Uh, oh, I'm after it's apparently done. drawing. There we go. All right. So Balin's in behind. See Talithar? And Talithar's already down. I'm already Talithar. down. I can't see there. the map at all. Really? Weird. I just moved, yeah, just my map up. just went white. Oh. Nope. I'm reloading it. But, uh, um, it's way too large a resolution map. It's it's yeah, it's it could it could really have been compressed. So oops. Anyway, next time you sold would next campaign I'll definitely do I'll do go in behind. I, I can't see where he is, but she would be behind him. Alright. So you'll be uh right after Balin. Uh I think uh, Jalen and Elias are going to kind of stumble down next. Who's after that? We got Frizzle, we got Cranky, we got Rook, and Grant. Cranky would actually just go full speed and pass everyone if at all possible. Um, Not be polite about it either. It's (laughs) getting really crowded there, so you're you're yeah. like step you literally shove uh, Elias out of the way and you get into the yeah. middle of the pack but unfortunately the the hallway or the stairs down are so narrow and twisty you can't actually press your way through very easily at this point so I'm going to say with your movement you get just in behind Jalen you split Jalen and Elias uh, then I guess Frizzle I'm or a Rook who wants next he's well, well he gets there too he's like literally impatiently like you know, using a snout to like try to like get the fuck out of my way, kind of thing. Yeah, and Jalen's like, I'm going as fast as I can, readying their weapons. Uh, and then Graham and Hilda bringing up the rear. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, uh, can I suggest that everyone in that like line just automatically get descending initiative? Because this is yeah. why D and D is actually bad at dungeon crawls. Yeah, yeah, it's you roll good. initiative after doing this, and the guy in the back's like, "Well, I just stay here." So let's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think in this case we will do that, uh, and then we will re-roll if we need to. But uh, let me worry about that. So uh, then, Eli- uh, Cranky, then Elias, then we got Rook, and we got Frizzle, Frizz, and then we got uh, Graham and Hilda. All right, top of the order, as you come down, the beholder sees this glowing, like, not subtle paladin come marching down through the gloom, the blade out, armor glinting, the mage armor, the shield, everything all set. I I think you carry a shield, right? Yeah, I have a new one, actually. Oh, that's right. Uh, And so the beholder sees you as a... Not the one I was asking for. What you'll do? <laughs> Come. Remember me? Round two. And I guess we're rolling for initiative. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Um, I'm going to say Balin. Mm-hmm. You're, you're holding your, your one weapon and at your belt where you tuck this this um, uh, weapon of warning, it begins to vibrate against your hip. You're like, whoa, that's a new sensation. Um, as you're like, what, what's going on? And those stones all just kind of momentarily, like, 
pulse for a second as this beholder has been waiting, hoping that something comes down. So as we're going, we're going to do one quick thing off the top. Just one quick thing. I'm going to need... Yeah, just for the hell of it, I'm going to say everybody. Everybody to do a saving throw for me. You get double paladin bonus. Don't worry, you're all within 10 feet of somebody. I'm going to say... Uh, everybody gets plus four. You can't, you're not, you're a little strung out to get the plus eight. Uh, so you can get plus four on your saves. Let me just look up what kind of save it is again. Um, go. It is a dexterity saving throw. And I'm going to say, given the, uh, pardon? Should I make one a shoe? Sorry to interrupt. Just uh, yeah, the whole room begins to just okay. be affected by this thing. Uh, as the beholder, one of the eye stalks flickers, and you see this paper go flare behind it, and the beholder smiles as soon as it sees Talathar, and you get yourself ready. Uh, everybody, deck save results. Go. Ooh, seventeen. Nice, that's a pass. Oh, thank goodness. Ten for Frizzle. Frizzle fails. Izzled passes with a 17. 21. Uh, 21. Oh, 21. Yeah, that's a definite pass. Uh, The first roll... uh, 20 and... 20, sorry? 14. Oh, 14 Uh, 20 for for Rook. Okay. For Talithar. Okay, so Talithar fails by one, uh, but Rook succeeds. And Graham fails with a 13. And Shu succeeds with a 19. And Hilda failed with... What did Hilda get again? Nine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Gex succeeds, and Crank both succeed. Now, Crank, you kind of... You're in the perfect position for this. Everything goes topsy-turvy. Your stomach suddenly says, nope. Your inner ear starts screaming at you. You're all just like, what? All these stones go fall up off the floor, just up past you as you're all like, what? As the gravity in the immediate area just reverses. You are all, anybody, now the good news is in the narrow area, you're not going to fall very far. So if you failed your save, you can't brace yourself to slow down. Um, or grab onto something to stay where you were. Everyone is going to be falling upwards, but it's not very far unless you are in that room itself. So Talithar is in the room that goes up a good 30 feet. So that's going to hurt Talithar a little bit. But everybody else, uh, Balin, did you succeed? I didn't notice. Uh, yes, I did. I got a 17. I think you said that. All was right, so you grab the wall. Now you're still going to end up on the ceiling. It's like everybody, he just took this dungeon and flipped it upside down. So you're going to end up there somewhere unless you're like spider climbing or something. But this save lets you do so without damage. Um, Talithar, however, just goes and bounces against the ceiling. I'm not going to do my increased fall damage, although it would be delicious. Um, But I am going to I am going to add an extra bit for the spiky general kind of stone ceiling with like stalagmites and jagged rocks it's considered sure. difficult is, terrain uh, is Talithar the only other one in the room with me falling that high um gex would but he's very well wedged in fact i would argue that gex and shu because they both passed 
are so wedged in their zones, you're now considered up on the ceiling. Everything flipped. Uh, and you're okay. perched there until you choose to come down. Uh, which would take I don't, is there any visual? I would be able to cast like, like levitate fast enough to help out Talithar or anything. Or unfortunately, long, it's going to take too long, and, and Talithar has already okay. fallen, taking uh, 14 points of bludgeoning damage as you hit the ceiling. Now, floor. Everyone else takes a few seconds. Balin, you've managed to like grab the stone wall next to you and slide, so you're still on the ceiling. You made your way up there, but you don't take damage in doing so. Everybody else takes a few seconds to reorient themselves inside that chasm. Uh, Hilda and uh, and Graham, who both failed at the top, you fall uh, taking some damage to the top of the, the uh, uh, hallway at the top because it's it even extends up to there. Your sense of like up and down is totally just pivoted. Uh, so you're going to take a little bit of damage. Ooh, uh, that's going to be eight points of bludgeoning damage for Graham and uh, and eight points of bludgeoning damage for Hilda as well. Anybody else who failed? Outright failed? I don't think so. I think everybody else is good. I did. Oh, Frizzle. Frizzle failed bad. Uh, so you're going to take uh, the, the full points here, which is nine points of bludgeoning damage for Frizzle. Been a rough couple of rounds for Fri the Frizz. Oh no. Yeah, she's Yep. So until further notice, you are all under the effects of reverse gravity. The floor is the ceiling. And it's jagged rocky terrain. The beholder hovers there looking up at you all. <laughs> and it begins to move backwards. Roll initiative. I should write this down. I got a 16. Uh, for Balin, 16. Who's that for, Gordon? Uh, that's for Rook. Rook with a 13? Is that it? No, he's got to have more than that. No, it's oh, rolled nice. a plus 5, right? A plus 5. All right. Nice. All right, Gex. I have you on my list here. So Gex is at a 16. Okay. Halithar has the Sentinel Shield, so he rolls initiative with advantage. Nice. So he's going to just roll twice. I should probably do this the way they do online with a lot of, like, starting at 20 and count backwards, but I'm just going to be random. Talithar got what? Talithar <laughs> got 14. 14. Okay. Uh, Isild? Ten. All right, Jalen. Nobody roll Ten. for Jalen. I'll roll for Jalen. Oh no. Yeah, I'll roll for Jalen. Canes. There we go. Cranky. You're muted, Steve. Okay. Fourteen. Nice, Elias. I'll roll for. Oh, sorry, I didn't say. Uh oh, Elias is kick. Knew things were going to happen. Elias knew it. Rolled a 19. Also, retroactively, I'll roll for those two. To, uh, also, Elias was, knew the ceiling was coming and began standing on their hands before it even happened with a 19, so they're fine. Uh, however, um, Jalen ended up, uh, fortunately, not taking much damage, but a little bit of damage there uh, with only five hit points. 
uh, from the fall up to the top of the roof of that stairs. All right, and uh, Frizzle, uh, for initiative. Six. Six. All right, the Frizz is having a rough day. Graham? Anybody catch it? Oh, Grandma's Graham. four. Oh. Four, yeah. Cool. And Hilda? 20. Damn. So, um, I guess, I guess Graham must have really been knocked up by that fall. Yep. Uh, Hilda's on the roof and, like, picks herself up. Um, you're on the flat floor, so you can... Uh, so, for this particular instance, because we're all lined up, we're going to stay in the marching order. But going forward, uh, after we're out of marching, this little pincer thing you got going on here, or... Um, little lineup then we can spread out and we'll go back to regular initiative uh talithar uh is picking themselves up you were prone gex and shu have been basically holding is there anything you want to do as you see this beholder laughing and begin to float i actually have a question cavern? sure all these random corpses in his lair are those floating on the scene too oh now? yeah that's so true all the bodies just it's raining men <laughs> Literally, it is just, it is nightmare fuel. It's the corpses and a okay. bunch of this garbage is all falling upwards. It appears that uh, most of this room has been affected by this, um, by this scroll. So we can actually see kind of a clear line of where it stops, where things aren't flying to the ceiling. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's gross okay. though. The bodies are snapping on impact and just. Some of them are pretty ripe. Been there a while. Starting to burst open like overripe fruit. It's real nursed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. That, that, thank you for that nightmare fuel. Appreciate you reminding me. Um, the beholder got dodges a few of these. Gets bumped by a few things. And it's still laughing. Uh, shoo. And Gex. <laughs> what do you want to do? Go ahead. Uh, well. I rolled a nine, but if I can jump in, uh, I guess I want to identify where I can, like, how, where I need to go to not be upside down. Um, I could just brace here, but I think my my my, my stealth will be blown if I just sit on the ceiling. Um, yeah, if you want to blow ceiling, stealth, you could acrobatics it. down or athletics down uh, safely without falling. You're basically climbing down. Um, or you could just drop well, I, into, into so, athletics. I'm trying to get out of the anti-gravity zone if possible. Do, can, how far would I move? Oh, I see what you mean. Um, pretty much this... Well, I don't want to fall all the way to the ceiling before I hit the ground again. It is a 50-foot radius. Radius? So okay. it is the entire room and most of the hallway. As far as you know, the whole world just went... Okay, that's not good. <laughs> okay. So, so as far as you center, know, yeah, every, yeah, okay. So it's it's the whole room, okay, the whole whole uh, space, yeah. All right. Um. Well, I first look to see if there's anywhere I could hide after making an attack because I um, yeah, I'm, the, I'm a, the floor I'm a has in a box freshly little littered bodies and stalagmites and tights tights that were once stalactites are now stalagmites. Sure. Okay. I think I'm over. Anyway. I'm over complicating this. Yeah. Um, I am in a situation where I 
Stealth, I am still hit, right? I did not break stealth in this oh. ruffle. Um, so as long as I can hold this position, I can maybe make a shot. But once you make a shot, then you kind of revealed yourself. That. Yeah. Can I make a trick shot so that I don't reveal my location and I don't have to rehide? Like shoot uh, off a stalactite and hit them in the back. I was going to say, if you you have been watching and things are still settling, like some of the bodies that were below mm-hmm. and kind of glued to the ground by the acre are now coming like undone. Like, sure, they, they haven't completely so fallen not up everything's yet fallen up yet. Stuck. So if you time it right, the arrow could get through without really revealing. You wouldn't need to do like. A, but go ahead and roll. I'm going to say to time it right, you're going to be at a plus two to its AC. I'll take it. So I'm going to try and line up a shot where I think I can uh, make a shot without revealing my own position. Um, make make utilizing my insight fighting and all that. So I am yep. rolling. That is a bad roll. Um, should have advantage though because I'm in hit, so I should be able to roll that yep, again. That's fair. Unless they're negating my advantage. Nope. Nope. That's another seven. Tool. Two sevens in a row. That's... Two sevens. <laughs> so um, you peg a freshly bloated corpse as it falls. You know, the shot was perfect. Maybe. It was like lined up at the eye and hit an old man that just landed on the roof. It's a total of 15 if that matters, but I assume this thing's got like 20 AC, so I don't think it should. That's not enough. I'm sorry. No, no, not, right. not surprised. Uh, second shot? Or just the one? That's a good point. I do get two shots because I'm a ranger, not just a rogue. And Thank you're you highlighting me. Yep. So 19 and 10. So that first shot, or the first, the, yeah. do I have advantage on both? Do I have advantage on this shot yeah. or not? Yeah, I would say yes. Okay, I wasn't sure I would like break stealth or not. So pull another arrow. Maybe I even like particularly taking with arrow shots because why not? That's I'm a little extra, Um, and that would be a twenty-seven. Five plus eight. That that is definitely a hit, even with the AC bump. That is a that is a hit. Go ahead and make your roll or your damage. Yeah, so I'm doing. 1d8, and then I'm also I'm gonna have to make a little damage macro because I get the 1d8, and then I also got uh, Slayer's Prey, which is 1d6, and then I've got an additional 3d6 from Gex, my. You're on deck. This is basically their surprise round, by the way. This is why we're doing because they will. So that is four, five, six, a uh, 19 damage. Right. Nice. Okay. So. Uh, you're saying non-magical unless you wanted to give me a magic bow. <laughs> Fortunately, you just come from the farm, my friend. Uh, yeah, that's fair. No. <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm just, I'm just messing. that doesn't seem to be a problem. Nice. I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. That is weird. All right. <laughs> it's uh, so weird. See, yep. <laughs> Big bad, but you can kill it with a butter knife. All right. Uh, so I mean, you, if you want to give them resistance, I'm fine with that. It is no, a no, fancy fine. special one. All right. Uh, <laughs> they take it and they like. Argh. All right, Steve, what are you doing? On oh. deck, uh, we're going to standard situation uh, after this. Are you ready? Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, it, where exactly is the beholder's main asshole eye focused? Its main <laughs> eye, I will roll a d12 to see where it's facing uh, right now, but I'm not going to count anything 
from a well okay never mind i'm just gonna roll a d6 but it's <laughs> after six o'clock if that makes any sense on our map six okay so in this particular instance it thinks the arrow that hit it came from pretty much due north so its main eye <laughs> pivots that way away from you exposing its back to you but the other eyes are still busy looking in all the other directions so it was facing you and then it just went because of shoes so it's facing away currently what do you want to do so the eye that can see through his invisibility is facing away Correctly, yes. directly. So um, that changes my plan. I will use my speed of movement to close that 30 feet of distance. You're going to need to do an acrobatics check to land safely 30 feet down. Okay. I'm going to say if you land, you won't take any damage because you can kind of like parkour down the wall. But... 15 on that that's what you needed plus, uh, wait that what well, plus whatever his acrobatics is plus 12 so call it 27 Whoa. i suppose that will do in a pinch <laughs> so you're just like <laughs> running down the wall okay you are on the ceiling now with uh it's still upside down and like 15 feet above you it's weird so it's kind of hovering He's going to pull out his daggers, but more as a symbolic thing and jump and stab, but actually cast um, Inflict Wounds. Uh, oddly enough, I am going to have to ask you, hold on. So you go down the wall. That's not going to cost any movement. It's it's controlled falling 5, 10, 15. What's your movement rate? Uh, my movement... Because you can get within in this square, so there'd be another five foot square between you and it. Also, it's fifteen feet up. What's your plan to get up there? Oh, I guess you are really tall. You're a Goliath, he, so yeah, he's got a movement thing where he can jump far. Where is that? It's been so long. I really want to make an inappropriate movie about a, uh, a, a inappropriate comment about a movie that was made in the '90s, but I'll just leave it there. Uh, sorry, who's suggesting what? Are you jumping, uh, sir? Yeah, he can jump. All right, all right. Go ahead and roll athletics to make sure you can cover the distance, and uh, I will let you get your stab off if you get a, a high enough numero. What am I rolling? Athletics. Athletics. So, make that a thirty. <laughs> this is where rogues are good. You're like full on Prince of Persia, like arcing back, kind of get them. All right, you make contact. Boom. Do your thing. Let me roll um, for the spell. Yeah. Uh. I think you still have to make contact, like actual physically. Yeah. Attack. I didn't like that. Does he get a sneak attack? He will. Well, hold on. Hold on. Uh, What would your stealth be? The last time I rolled it, it was like uh, 30. Stupid. Yeah, it was like 30. Uh, I am going to give the beholder a 
advantage to see it coming, but you are a monster for stealth. Oh boy. All right, that is a 17 plus 12 is 29. Right? Yeah, 29. It needed a 30 to see you. You lucky. Go ahead and roll sneak attack. Um, you just so I, I, backstabbed a beholder that yeah. doesn't so have I, a back. That's just nuts. so you know, if this makes a difference narratively, I rolled a four initially, but I'm using a point of lucky, and I because I have that. So my re-roll came up as a twenty. Nice. Um, which is so 20 that adds up to 26 on that so then for the damage it is oh my gosh and I, there's, there's math because i have to roll so many dice for damage all right while steve's doing that shoe i didn't catch your initiative Again. oh my initiative was it was like nine i think okay yeah cool, it was cool, pretty cool. low yeah, no worries yeah, yeah. uh all right is Gex about to give them a heart attack because they're super old? Is that is that what's happening here? I, I feel like like cause very easily coded it just as just drops the a dagger, person. rubs the yeah. hand together, and just paddles them. Induce heart attack. I think kind of necrotic damage, right? Mm, I think so. It is necrotic damage, actually. All, all of the damage is necrotic damage, and it's a total of fifty-two. Oh, wait, did you just ultimate slap the beholder? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh... That's a thing. <laughs> he just goes around slapping people to death. Yeah. I'm really um, Magic slap, but yeah. Magic slap. Magic does slap. So, All right, um... So, how much damage? 52. Now. <laughs> so as a bonus action, um, he can take another stab with a dagger as well. With your offhand, I will allow that. Yeah. Um, but you don't get your unless you're dual yeah. wielder. You just straight roll uh, like proficiency. That's yeah. no um, a dex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is uh, the attack. It'll be a uh, eighteen on the attack, and That's damn it, it's just another seven damage. It's more right. of a personal touch, you know. Yeah. Just a yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's a good opener. Uh, you are now dangling off this beholder, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. Okay, so well, Gex is right up in the mix. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's what I assumed you were doing with the dagger. All right, coming up next, uh, we're jumping to the top of the order. Hilda, stuff is happening down there. You hear Gex bellow, I'm assuming. I don't know. After the fact, uh, you definitely hear the beholder. You hear everybody flopping around, picking themselves up. What do you want to do, Hilda? On deck, we have uh, Jalen, I believe. Oh, no, Balin. Balin's after. Oh, no, sorry. Elias, then Balin. Write this down. So, I am going to make my way all the way down these stairs, I guess. 
Yep. Can I uh, can I get past? You can get yeah. basically oh. to where Gex just was. Is kind of the only open spot. Is like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. You get through. Excuse me. Okay. You can now uh, see uh, the room, and you're walking on the ceiling, which is weird. Uh, and you can see mm-hmm. hanging upside down. Uh, the beholder's right side up, but Gex is dangling upside down toward the well, down towards you. Uh, but it's up. It's weird. Um, and all the bodies and sluice are just settling. Uh, what do you want to do? All right. Um, let's see here. Um, I remember someone mentioning they may need healing. Yeah, so Balin's real rough and uh, is Ooh. not too far away from you. Just, just right next to you, actually. Okay. All right. I think I will do a lay on hands. Nice. How many uh, hit points you want to dump in? Uh, say, how, how, does twenty sound like a good amount? Oh, that'd be that'd be that would bring me close to max. Yeah, because uh, using the potions from earlier with your aura got me to about halfway. So, okay. So. All right, you you heal for twenty hit points as Hilda. Big big heals. Nice. Um, do you want to do anything Thank else? You, you have so a bonus much, action. Hilda, I appreciate it. All right, bonus action. Let's see. What can I still do? Nice. All right, coming up next. I got... am going oh, to. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Probably cast, touch my weapon, cast magic weapon. Nice. Onto my. Um, maybe just my axe. Just not my axe for now. Nice. All right. You see so your battle axe. You just run your hand on it and it's begins to glow with a slight aura. Very cool. You are charged up and ready to rock. Elias is uh, muttering to himself, and then um, those who are closest to Elias can uh, hear him muttering. He was right. I should have probably... Okay. Um, And goes ahead, and um, I'm going to say... Uh, I don't actually have Elias's stats here, so I'm just going to assume what they can cast. Uh, so they're going to make their way down in... Oh, I grabbed the wrong brain, being. Sorry. Oh, so I, we do know what Elias, like, he told us kind of what he would try to do. Oh, what was that? He would try to cast Suggestion to the Beholder and suggest for the Beholder to go... Um, for like, um, yeah. look up and say ah. Like eight minutes or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> eight hours, I think. Eight hours, like ah. Uh, <laughs> you need to meditate. You need to go. But no, just keep its mouth open. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. All right, Elias it's is like, going to give that a shy. Um, Elias goes down there, looks towards the beholder, braces themselves, and, and everything's kind of topsy turvy. Go ahead. What? Oh, sorry, I thought it was the stats. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, and in that instant, uh, the Beholder gets a save. Uh, potent? Yeah, so he's he's going to swap. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's going to give right. him the saving throw. Ah, that's uh, right. Portent dice. Which dice? Yes. It- like so I just rolled two d20s. Well, okay, let's see. What did he roll? Um, 
I believe he rolled a three. This is yeah. the remaining important dice was a three. He was going to use okay. it on the save. Yeah. Yeah, that's All right. right. Then the D-suite turns into a three. And the holder fails. And the mouth, just like in the picture, the mouth, which was relatively small compared to the large eye, and then the gums begin to recede, and the whole mouth begins to extend open, just like the image that you see. And it goes from this mouth guy into this massive yawning mouth, and it's just like the eye rolls back, irritated, and it's like, ah, it's ah, ah. All right, he's saying, ah. Well done, <laughs> Elias. Um, Elias immediately needs to do a constitution saving throw. Somebody want to roll for him, or should I roll? I can roll. I think Steve just did. Here's a six. That's a fail. Elias, you all turn back. The last of the potent dice. Yeah, it already is important. So, Elias disappears. You all turn to congratulate them. And just, they're gone. And you're all just like, and Shu in particular gets the shiver up your spine. Second, like something, something strange. Pass by. Mm. All right, coming up next on deck, we've got Balin, followed by Talith, uh, like all the people. All the people going 14, apparently. <laughs> Balin, Talithar, Cranky. What do you want to do? All right, and Gex already had his turn, right? Uh, Gex did, yeah. Stabinated. But your other idea was a great idea. Whose other idea? The idea that you had, you didn't have time to do it before, but... I don't remember what that was, I'm sorry. (laughs) It, It was the spell you were trying to cast. In the hallway? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not sure how that would work in here. Um, I mean, I was thinking I might cast Elemental Bane on this guy. I don't know which would be best. Um, I'm sorry. I I was trying to have something ready to go, but I've got got a lot of options to think about. I would say Talithar would yell out, any way you can get me closer. Yeah, okay. All right. Haste on Talithar. That's an easy one, then. Nice. All right, and Talithar is right there, so boom. Talithar is hasted. Mark the concentration for yourself, please. Uh, I'll just put a green for concentration. Uh, and Talithar is hasty. Look, at, I'm just going to do the lightning bolt symbol for Talithar, just so I remember. All right, uh, that's your action. Do you have any bonus or uh, movement you want to use? Uh, yeah, I I will move. I don't think I have. Anything it is I difficult terrain, bonus. so it's uh, max you can kind of do is about fifteen, so three squares at a time because the box ceiling. So maybe I'll go over here by shoe. 
Sure. Yeah. And kind of keep one hand on the wall just in case. All right. Nice. That's your move. And I believe next we're going to go Jalen, followed by uh, Talathar, actually. So Jalen kind of presses their way through the crowd, sees what's going on, readies the blade, and then goes another like 10 feet, just trying to pick their way up and over the rocks. It's slow going, but they get to about there. Uh, all right, now I believe it is Talithar's turn. What do you want to do, Tal? So, so I'm on, how far away is the beholder from me? Like, from a reach perspective. It is 15 feet away from you right now. But it's also 15 feet up. So you're going to need an athletics leap to kind of get a swing off at. But if you get under yeah, it, like jump, you can you can hit it. If I could like get under it with like the bodies or boulders like things to help leap me up, I could yeah. probably do it. Okay. You still need to reach a, a certain amount of an athletics roll in order okay. to, to successfully leap. If you botch it, okay. it's not super high, but it you, you do have to get a certain DC there to, to jump and be able to stretch okay. up 15 feet. Okay. Talithar is going to bonus action cast Blinding Smite. Your blade. And just like, just it just starts to like sear white hot, like white nice. brightness as he just runs his hand and he's just, he just readies and he just with a haste, you know, his movement speed is doubled. And he is just going to rush it and just try to jump up and just stab him from beneath. All right, go ahead and make your attack roll. As you... you uh, oh, sorry, athletics first. You see Gex... Okay. Da- well, you see Rook dangling off the bottom of this. Yeah. Um, actually, you don't. You just... You see yeah. this... No, because Rook is invisible. A.K.A. Gex. This is so confusing. I thought I was confusing when I was doing the doppelganger thing back in episode five. Um, Now we're doing it again. His invisibility would go away once he attacked. Oh, that's true. So you see Rook. This guy's self does not disappear, though. So you you see Rook dangling from the back of this beholder. Okay. Uh, 20... 22 22 on your athletics yeah that is enough as you get a good brace off of it's almost like in death the body that you step off of is your your old, your rook's old pal angel's corpse and you get an off the knee and just all right you okay. get high enough take your swing okay uh dragon slayer plus 11. And I am going to use my divine action. Plus I'm not 10. sure what that is. Oh, nice. Improved, so what's the, yeah. the total is? Uh, 27. 27. 27 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Um, okay. I am going to uh, also use a second level spell slot for divine smite. As a paladin, are you? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course you are. 100%. So, Go ahead. Make, okay. it a, uh, make it a dense. Make it a dense. So that's 3d8 for the blinding smite plus 3d8 for the second level. So that's 68 plus 
Dropping a fireball in this thing. Sword form. 88 plus 9. Okay. <laughs> the, the numbers keep rolling. Why rolling at the table is so good. Could you 49 damage. Full of dice. Oh, nice. That's a lot and of damage. It needs to do a constitution saving throw or be blinded. Alrighty. DC is 16. Um, okay, so it didn't bother before, but I will say that is a constitution. That constitution. is only, only going to be a 13, so that would be a fail, except it burns a legendary action, or an, a legendary resistance. Succeed. So two of its eyes cloud over for a moment with the blinding slash and it blinks its eyes and you can see the crust just fall away. It's still you may have impaired some of its eyes, but you did not impair all of them. You can't you can blind me through see. these cataracts. I'm already <laughs> blind. My glaucoma. I didn't even see the flash of light. <laughs> exactly. So it was a good hit, and it would have failed, but it chose to succeed. But I will mark down, it has used one of its legendary it chose, resistances. It, it used chose one to succeed. Legendary resistance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have one more action because of haste, but I don't have, like, I don't think I can just jump again. Like You so. could try to grab on as a grapple if you want to, as a bonus action. Sure, yeah. I would, I would yeah. allow that. As, a, as the action? Yeah, I'll do that. Double jump. So this I'm, is also I'm stabbing it and grabbing it, then. Big Stab final yes. fight. Stabbing, I can it. definitely picture you just jumping and then like slash slash before you hit the ground if you want. Oh to yeah, do it like that. yeah, you could do that would an not anime be style. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I would do that. I'd do the okay. double slash. Slash again, then go for it. That's what I was that. trying to do. Be fair. Okay. Um, I love that you can pull this off in plate mail. <laughs> like it's impressive that Rook Gex managed to pull this off, but this half elf just plate mail basketball dunked all right that was a 25 magical enhancement yeah just with haste just huge all right that's a hit go ahead and roll your damage he's also gonna divine smite again what yeah of course (laughs) eight plus sorry i'm just pulling up the plus because i'm not used to his bonuses since he has frost giant might 36 damage. All right. This is starting 49 to and 36. Yo. It's definitely starting to add up pretty quickly. This beholder is not a pleased thing. It is like, ah, and you clang back down onto the ceiling, and it looks two of its eye stalks uh, are blinking kind of blindly in the wrong direction, but the, a bunch of the others are looking at you, Talithar. It's like, ah, yeah. And then those eye stalks go, kind of look towards its own belly and Gex where you're dangling and holding on to an eye stock and an, and your dagger embedded in this thing like two or three eye stocks kind of turn around and look towards you and it goes good we have much to talk about actually it's um, going ah yeah. <laughs> ah god we have much to talk about <laughs> It's, I will be enunciating better than the beholder is, just for narrative purposes. All right, 
Um, okay, so it sees you, Rook Gex, uh, in, because of all this. Uh, coming up next, we hail um, uh, Cranky. Um, On deck, Rook. The real Rook. Would the real Rook Shady please stand up? So, yeah, I mean, the bear's only purpose is to attack things, so that's what he's going to do. What is the bear's movement? Because that's a long way of difficult terrain. 40. So it can move... 20 feet with the difficult terrain, so 5, 10, 15, 20. So with its regular movement, it can get to here. Um, you will either need to have some special ability to get further or spend your action to dash. Um, yeah, he's got some movement ability. Let me just remember what the hell it is. Oh, just fast movement, so... Um, but I think that that's already accounted for. So you could definitely run right, up yeah, at this thing friends. and get under it for next time. But unfortunately, you're not going to be able to attack this round. No, it'll just get as close as he can. That's about All it. All right, gets kind of in behind, ready to catch Rook Gex. Uh, All right, coming up to next, Rook, the real Rook. Mm-hmm. Okay, is um. Rook is stealth, right? So, yeah, and pretty much towards the back of the pack too. Yeah, so he's gonna kind of come in and see what's going on um, while he's stealthed. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he sees Gex hanging, dangling off of the beholder. He sees but himself hanging off himself. of the beholder. It's weird. It, yes, kind of probably assumes it's Gex. And um, I'm going to roll for post-traumatic stress syndrome right now uh, because you had that whole doppelganger situation. I'm not joking. Wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, It won't be debilitating too much, but it'll definitely be an an effect if you fail. It's not super high DC. Good thing a friend gave us advantage. Hold on. Yay! The, the real benefit of Beacon of Hope is its its effect against to counter PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That's what it's yeah. designed for, right? Paladins, they go through a lot of... Yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. I guess. 24 well, is not it. just a great medical doctor, but a great psychologist as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. That medical school... It's, you're it's getting an honorary degree. If you yeah. survive... You're going to get the honorary degree from U of T. I'm just saying. All right. Um, I can finally tell my parents I'm a doctor. This is what is going through Hilda's head as this fight is happening. Uh, all right, Rook, you're fine. You shake your head. You're like, later. You've been through so much. This is just another thing on the pile. All right, what do you want to do? Uh, he is going to line up a shot. Uh, and... And hit the boulder. This thing is um, looking pretty rough. Okay, he's gonna he's going to. It, it's, uh, look, it's been damaged. It's definitely hurting. Yeah, he's gonna next sharp, sharpshooter, and he's nice. gonna go for it. 
Go for uh, it. All right, so uh, so we roll with advantage. Wow, not twenty. Ah, oh, the Gordon 20. struck again. It is on. Go ahead and roll your damage. Oh my gosh! Between oh. Gex, Talithar, and Rook, all laying into this thing. God. Okay. Let's. And the whole thing is like ah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I just need to really quickly double check level 11 sneak attack. Is it like plus uh, 66? Okay. So 66 plus 1d6 is 7d6 times 2 is 14d6 plus 10 plus 6. Good thing I've been saving up all them legendary actions. Keep, keep saving them. 67. 67 points of damage? Wait, did that didn't quite beat what Gex laid down. But it was no, close. It did. It did. It did. I thought, he oh, had 50. That's right. I think you may have just got top damage of this uh, this fight so far. 67? Dear God. Well, I mean, Talithar got two hits for 85 or something like that. That's true. Oh, my God. All right. This thing is... is the arrows just tear right through in a few places. Just... And there is... The thing just... And uh, several of the eye stocks spin around um, and lock onto the real rook and are just like... <sighs> um okay couple things happen first of all it is now the beholder's turn um <clears throat> did both fellas characters go uh is old is at 10 we're, we're we're at 12 right now is old is at 10 and then uh frizzles at six so unfortunately six. bella's Hanging out for a little bit longer, and she was at nine. So, uh, but right now, <coughs> it is beholder time. So, a couple things happen. Number one, um, I'm gonna get Rook. You're going to need to do a, I believe it is a dexterity saving throw, as one of the eyes locks onto you. Uh, strength. I'm sorry, strength saving throw. You are close to his Hilda, so you get a plus four. Yeah. Um, Always keep a paladin within ten feet. Yeah. Is <laughs> he's not really strengthy? You fourteen. Fourteen. That includes the plus four. That includes the plus four. That is a fail. The kind of yellowish ray bands of just barely visible translucent light 
wrap around the real rook and you go you've seen this throw your paladin friend across the, the the room before as the telekinetic ray grabs onto you and hefts you uh 30 feet so 5 10 15 20 the squares are weird 30 feet it almost like right at it and in fact it goes just for flavor it gets it right up to its mouth where it is then going to try to bite you because it's open but it actually i'm going to say it can't bite you but its tongue manages to kind of soft palate you in next to his teeth it doesn't do any damage but you are restrained and in its mouth and it says fine I'll sort out <laughs> I'll sort it out when I can let's go um okay that is one of its moves uh and it tried to bite you that'll be the second move for its third move it's uh and uh it's just gonna choose for its actual movement, it is just going to go 5, 10, 15. Dragging Gexrook and Rookrook with it to hover over the pit that's at the very back of the room. It goes over there, and from your perspective, it's up on the ceiling. Well, you're up on the ceiling, but you're looking up to the floor, which is the ceiling um, for you. And it then stops flying and falls down the pit just into the black in the next layer for your perspective up as you're all just staring there looking up at the floor wondering how you can get to chase this creature um you're out of range for its uh i'm gonna say cranky with do an athletics check for me um, so the, what kind of saving throw is this? Athletics. Just an ability check. Uh, ability check. Does Cranky have any kind of reach? Yeah, he's got... Bugbears do, I think. Okay, so yeah, I will I allow Cranky to get a uh, opportunity to attack off on this thing as it moves out of your range. Well, he also gets, because of some whatever ability is, he gets an opportunity attack anytime anything comes within his reach, no matter what. You got that polearm master thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, regardless, this thing is leaving, so you can go ahead and get your AA attack off if you'd like. Uh, yeah, because of course. As this beholder um, is about to... Move I got a beyond quick question. Reach. What's the diameter of this hole? Uh, the hole? It's about 20 by 20, 15. Well, it's probably... It's about 12 by 12. Kind of squarish hole descending into the floor before you guys it's the ceiling. Okay. 12 by 12, yeah. 10 by 10. Might not be exact as what's on the map, but that's close enough. <laughs> So, uh, 24 is the roll. Plus that hits. Damage is 
Oh god, I can't remember how to do his damage calculation. And how big is the beholder? Is it like a 10 by 10 creature? It's about 10 by 10, a little bit less than that. It is considered a, a large creature. Okay. But it's kind of on the big size for a large. If that makes any sense. In the same sense that Goliath is big for medium. Hmm. Okay. It's a big boy. So it's been around for a while. If, if let's say I could place like a five foot by five foot stone obstruction in the middle of this hole, maybe it wouldn't be able to leave. True. But it is already. It's it's not trying to descend slowly. It is literally choosing to fall as soon as it gets over Are you this. I wouldn't be able to beat it in time. I I don't think so. But All you right. may have the opportunity to use your stone shaping soon. But. Unfortunately, it's on its turn, so it just kind of... It's very fast. Unless you have something that allows you to cast as a reaction. Uh, I think just that Warcaster thing, but I don't think that would apply in this scenario, right? Not in this case, unfortunately. For visualizing sake, because you've been saying like up and down and ceiling and floor kind of interchangeably. Yeah. Is it going yeah. deeper or is it going? It's going the deeper surface? into the earth away okay. from the surface. But for your perspective, it's so Escher the style reverse gravity does not extend. So the gravity doesn't extend to the hole. It kind of topped out around there, yeah. Like this whole okay, room. Otherwise, oh, that's true. Well, it's a flying creature to their own reverse gravity, right? That's they're true. Not falling. Right? That's true. That's true. But it is that's going right. in the hole with its movement. So, right, which would take movement as opposed to falling, which is free. Yeah, that's fair. So it is a little bit slower than that, but uh, y- yeah, it's basically descending or ascending away from you as you're speaking. So it's probably just below the lip rather than being significantly. But anyway, narratively speaking, we're going to see what happens. 23 damage. Oh, that is a hurting beholder. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, this is not your average bear beholder, by the way. It is an oldie and a biggie. But uh, yikes. So as the beholder disappears into the black, you can hear its guttural. <laughs> and um, you know that it's got two of your companions as it moves into this hole beyond your immediate space. You all take a second and begin to run down uh, plans of how to catch up, what to do, where did it go, how can you track this thing. And those plans are going to have to wait a moment. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back in... What do people need? Ten minutes? Five minutes? Let's do... Sure. Let's do... Let's do ten minutes. We'll be back in ten minutes, and uh, we'll see... What lies beneath the beholder's lair? Just a couple minutes. Thanks, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll turn everything off for a few minutes and then uh, we'll come back. See you in 10. All right, we are coming back. Some table talk, some fleeing beholder. One almost skipped round. Don't worry, Bella. I see you. Thank you for reminding me. We'll dive in. Come on back, everybody. All right, so we have the Beholder has just disappeared into the hole of a second layer. Rook 
who has been dangling in the mouth of the Beholder and other Rook, aka Gex, uh, is also disappeared with it. But Rook alone knows exactly what's down here. The Beholder's hunting ground lies beneath. Um, as the room clears and the Beholder falls out of view, it pivots its massive eyeball, the big one, facing downwards, and gravity in that cone acts as normal, and it plummets out of sight down this hole. Um, it is now... That was the Beholder's turn. And it is now Izzled, followed by uh, Shoe, followed by Frizzle, then Graham. So, Izzled, what do you want to do? Okay, so I'm going to... Um run my 30 feet um i know it's treacherous terrain but i have a ring of uh free movement oh so that's awesome so that does not impact me at all so you get to about I'm even going... with cranky down there yeah just and then 10 feet I'm away going from going the to bonus bonus action cast Misty Step. I may have spoken too soon. Maybe you will catch this thing. I've also got a question. And I know exactly where it is, so I know the direction to cast my Misty Step. All right. Um, That is true. And I'm going to go... Like, basically, swan dive into the hole. Are you going in the hole? You're going in the hole. I have. I'm going in the hole. Nice. And I've, in my hand, I am clenching two gems. A white gem, and I don't know what color the other gem is uh, that Cranky Bear had given me in the previous room, but I have uh, his stone as well. All right. Uh, the black stone. So I've got a white and a black stone. Hey, nice yin and yang. Uh, and I am going to throw them uh, in the direction of the beholder. Okay. So uh, hold that thought. Okay. You close your eyes. You can sense this thing just below the lip falling fast. It's in a pretty much a straight free fall. It's about you. You rush over. It's a, you figure out. Oh, it's thirty feet. Gotta go, and you bamf in that direction, um, using misty step, traveling right through solid stone in that direction, just trusting that you'll get just with it or behind it or in front of it. Uh, I'm going to get you to do, um. I'm going to get you to do a wisdom check. See how accurately you bamf. I'll let it be a straight wisdom, no proficiency? No, you'd be proficient. Okay, and would it, would the, 
because uh, we haven't gone 10 rounds, so would the thing still be up? Which one? From oh, the, yes. uh, the be beacon, beacon of hope? or yeah. Yes, sure. So you have advantage. So I get that at advantage? Yeah. The calming presence of Hilda and all your allies. <laughs> 19 the, and 19 either way. You hear the rushing of the blood in your veins as your heart is pumping as you just go tearing across. You were built for this. You bamf, close your eyes, and in that instant, you are in free fall with this beholder away from the anti-gravity. You are falling in the darkness, your feet scraping against the eye stalks, and it one of the eye stalks pivots and looks up at you in kind of a look of surprise as you are <laughs> and it, you look at it and though it, it almost slows to slow motion as you're falling you see the ceiling of the of this cavern rise up and past you you are now in a wider open cavern you get a scent of mossiness you get musty you smell water. You hear water below. You hear it's very dark down here. Um, but of course, I know you've got. Say it with me now. Night vision, dark vision. Yeah, dark vision. Yeah, but so you see gray shapes in the darkness, indicating some some platforms or something below as you're falling, and the the beholder is facing downwards. It's back to you. Go ahead and throw your th throw your stones. Okay. If you want, um, or you can delay. It is facing downwards. Right. So that it could could fall. Right. Actually, you know what? If you want, because you got a 19, you could have chosen to appear behind it or slightly in front of it. Which way would you like to go? And because of your sense Slightly of it, in front you would of know it. which way it's going. Okay, so you are underneath this thing. Eye to eye. With this maw so then maw. I guess I would throw them up? up as you're falling backwards. down? Yep. Yep. And it's, it's eye, massive eye blinks in surprise and its mouth is held ajar with this massive so do I roll it attack? And if so, you um, do. It is I don't an think there's roll. any attack modifiers on there. So it would be a dex. What kind It'd of be like throwing stones? Okay, so this is quite the hail mary. I did not expect this. As you plummet. <laughs> backwards action movie star. You did not expect, expect the blood hunter with no uh, penalties to movement. No. Um, I know what those stones are. Right. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I guess just a A D20 with my dex save or dex attack. With dex attack, yeah. Or so either one. Uh, no, I'll, I'll I'll do 
dex. <laughs> I figure for free falling it might as well. So that's um, seven plus whatever. So I'm gonna have to roll this um, in the the dice roller because there is no such roll. That'd be a twenty-six. Damn. All right. The first uh, one of them was black and one of them was what was the other one? White. All right. White. White. So the two Ooh. stones. Do you throw one at a time or both at the same time? Oh, no. I just go. Wah! OK, so Perfect I'm going to say this is for it's like both I'm of them. throwing craps. I'm, like this is a game of high stakes craps. Yep. And they Ooh. go flying high in stakes. there. I'm going to say roll the other D20 then. So count as two separate attacks just to see what happens to the other one. It'd be great if you actually had them. <laughs> nice. That would be another 26. Oh, Ooh. damn. Perfect spiral. You're literally falling backwards into God knows what. So I hope this pans out for you. Rolling doubles. As the beholder's eyes, like, ah. Um, now. Uh, there is a slight complication. I'm gonna roll. Rook. What is your AC? My AC is 18. So you are in the mouth. These rolls will determine if it hits you or goes past you into the mouth. Are you trying to roll high to beat the AC? You want to you want me to roll low and miss oh, okay. you. Okay. Mm. You guys I cannot buy a hit with the with my DM dice. I, I will take I will take a picture of this. This is pathetic. Oh, no. so, <sighs> the white stone gets a four. <laughs> the black stone <laughs> is a three. Oh. Ouch. They miss Rook. Rook just moves your head slightly pushing off the, the tongue of the beholder and it goes and I don't believe they do any damage and there is a gagging sound and Izzled you see that your aim has struck true you lock eyes you, out of the corner of your eye as you're plummeting backwards, you can see Gex looking on. What look do you give towards Izzled in this moment, Gex? As you're oh, like riding the beholder down. Definitely because of the aside conversation the two of them had earlier, he kind of smiles and nods. Nice. And <laughs> gives one thumbs up and hanging on he with the dagger. He has to win his approval from Rook somehow. You then and it's look, go big or go home. You look over and you see Rook in the mouth that you almost pinned with these pinged with these two things. Rook. 
you notice something, and then you look at Izzle as the ground is rushing up behind her in the darkness. It's your dark vision picks it out. It's a long drop. It's a good 70 feet or so from the top of the cavern to the bottom. Can I do any action? Go ahead and roll initiative just to see how quick you are to see if you can get a thing off before the bottom of the cavern comes rushing up. And I will roll a d20, which is not my forte tonight. And it's just a straight up rollies. Do I beat a 10? Owns. That's an 11, sir. The cavern comes first. I'm not using my enhanced damage of falling rules. Now, as poignant as this is, and I think it'd be very dramatic, I do want to argue, because of my stupid rules lawyer brain, that... Izzel didn't start falling until she got in front of the beholder. So you should subtract 30 feet for the misty step. True, but the top of the cavern was 30 feet. It was 70 feet. The actual tunnel between was probably the 30 feet there. So you kind of bamped in just at the edge of the cavern roof and then kept falling below. So for you, it was 70 feet. Anybody else falling would have been 100. Also, just I still rolled throw trash. That out there. No, no, I appreciate you're trying to keep <laughs> keep things on the level. Okay. Izzled, you're go you would take thirty-six points of bludgeoning damage from the fall. However, it is halved as you hit water. This dark liquid. So now it's a hard fall, and it's you still do take some damage from that, but you're going to take half of 36. So what is that? That's 18. 18. So you take 18 points of bludgeoning damage as you hit the water surface. Um, the beholder pulls out of the dive as Rook and Gex hang on, and it, it hovers above as it's like still gagging on the stones. This all just happened. Boom, 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 boom. And those stones crack. Okay. So I'm going to do probably what amounts to the mother of all constitution saving throws right now. That's a 15. That is not going to do it. I'm going to say the DC is 25 per stone. Because this is like the ultimate kidney stone. Uh, that is a 20. Still not enough. So it's going to burn two more legendary resistances to pass. So it just, only by virtue of being a legendary baddie, vomits forth these dragons as they burst out of their containers. 
However, I will say that in the process, um, it is so traumatic that two things happen. Number one, the beholder is effectively stunned from the experience uh, for a certain amount of time. Second, the violent bulging of the outsides of this thing, because they did come to form partly inside this beholder, pushing out against its outer forms. The eye, it's almost like a puffer fish. <laughs> so I'm going to say Gex and Rook, you're going to need to do dexterity saving throws. As the space around you is suddenly filled with scales. A bitter cold okay. and dribbling acid as everyone involved is having a bad day. I'm going to make both of the dragons that just bamfed in do a constitution saving throw as well. That seems fair. Because they did not sign up to be... <laughs> I cannot buy a hit. All right, how'd you do, Yex? Gex and Gordon got 24. Gex and Rook each got 24. Gex and Rook, sorry. Uh, you, you Okay, 24s. All right, you both bamf off, not bamf, but like get punted off. Like so many people like being kicked by a soccer ball. You ever do a soccer ball on top of another soccer ball and drop them both? And the top yeah. one bounces real hard? That's kind of what you guys do. As you're shunted away from this thing in extreme haste. You don't take damage. But you are now pinwheeling through the air. Uh, I mean, Jack's really wants to hold on, like his life depends on it. I, all right, I'm gonna let you do a deck. I'm gonna let you do a. Uh, I'm gonna say that you could take that role as a strength saving throw, but in the effect, you're going to take some bludgeoning damage from all the sudden occupado. All right, yeah, that's fine. All right, so like, I'm. Legit. He has a plan here, and it requires him holding on. All right. So I, that was a 24, you said? Yeah. Well, it would be different if it's a strength saving throw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, would have a, right. it, would, it would be a 22 if it's strength. It was a nat 20, so strength would be 22. Unfortunately, it's the same DC as the other bumps, which is 25. So I don't think you have oh, anything okay. to get you there, do you? If there was only a uh, spare paladin. Where's a paladin when you need the most? Oh, so even the nat twenty wouldn't have mattered. They're up top. I, uh, I'll I'll let you rollies me for it, because okay. apparently I just love my dice hating me so much. I'm choosing a different dice this time. So actually, no, no, I'm not going to choose a different dice. They hate me so much. I will use that to your advantage. So, Steve, roll a d20. Tell me what you get. It's a straight-up rollies. 18. 18 on the die? That better win. Yeah, on the die. That better win. I got a 50. <laughs> a Keynes. <laughs> the French die. So you win. Um, in the process, though, here's the cost. You're going to be taking bludgeoning damage from the sudden appearance of two dragon bodies in the immediate space as everybody just hit jacks off of each other. And you're in the middle of that. So you're taking 2d20 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Ooh, now I rolled well. 
that's going to be 33 points of bludgeoning damage. And one of the eye stalks, you had your dagger jammed in it and you were grabbing an eye stalk, right? Except to briefly mm-hmm. take your th- hand off to give his yeah. little thumbs up. The dagger was in like the body of it. Yeah. And then the, oh, so yeah. the daggers, so the dagger stays in, but the hand that's holding the eye stalk, actually no, reverse that. The dagger slips out and but the eye that's holding uh, the hand that's holding the eye stock is still dangling on just oh, as you get sandwiched between these two dragons and the bounce off of you and pinwheel down and pull up just above the surface of this water and they go landing. There's a large body of water beneath, probably about 40 feet by 60 feet below, but there are lips around the edge. It is a room and it is way down at the bottom of this. And the dragons kind of have to jockey for space and look for that. Meanwhile, Izzel has hit the water. Uh, Rook. How much damage was Todd? Uh, You took 33 points of bludgeoning damage as both dragon bodies crunched into you, sandwiching you. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, Rook, unless you're going to fight to stay on in the same way, your save was to avoid the damage. So you get yep. shunted out of there and go mm, pinwheeling yep. across. You hit a wall. You're going to take... Uh, you can do an acrobatics check to reduce the damage if you want to as you see the wall coming up on you. I'm going to assume everybody else is rushing towards the entrance and the sudden yelling and roaring sounds down at the bottom of this... in the top room, the well. Okay. Actually, the top room. I'll, I'll do an acrobatics check. Yep, go for it. If you succeed, you can probably take avoid taking any damage, but you're still about 40. Well, I'll roll a d20 and see how. Okay, so 28. Okay, so you're fine. You don't take any damage from that. And yep. from the falling damage, uh, it will be halved. So 16 points halved, so you're going to take 8 points of bludgeoning damage unless you've got something to stop you from taking falling. So that was to lessen the impact as you hit the wall, but then you can basically slide down the wall. Okay, that's cool. He okay, hasn't so you take, been hurt up until this point, so that's right. fine. So eight points of bludgeoning damage as you go at the bottom and just into this tight roll, and you stop right on the edge of this underground water, uh, this very dark liquid below. Well, that was a thing, as the two dragons try to orient themselves, hovering, one of them hovering, the white is hovering, and the black one actually hits the ground pretty hard, not that far from where Rook is, um, and with a crack, and gives his head a shake, and it's, it's not looking too pleased at that, uh, but it's okay, it's a dragon, it'll be fine. And the Beholder is still kind of hovering in the middle with uh, Gex dangling, barely blurry-eyed from the middle of the room. Uh, or about 40 feet up. Everybody else who was left behind, what are you doing in this moment? You don't have to go in order, per se. Well, I'll definitely levitate myself so I can go down the hole. Nice. <laughs> so you prepare to do that? that How many of us are left up top? Uh, there's me, there's Graham, there's two. Yeah, I think we see Shu. I never really defined what gear they have, but I imagine with their piratey background, and it's appropriate that they have like a grappling hook. So they like have uncoiled some rope and a grappling hook, and they're still like wedged on the the reversed gravity ceiling, right? 
Yeah. Um, so they sort of are more throwing it like sideways to like something on ceiling. That's going to be a real hard to save okay, themselves yeah. movement, and yep. then unclipping it, and they're like Spider-Manning their way over. Effectively, they swing down and then unhitch, throw back up so that they can climb up the hole, which is the down. Nice. At this they're, point, they're, they're Graham and all Frizzle finally make their way into the room. Just All right. full washbuckle pirate mode. Let's go. Absolutely. So yeah. you make your way across the room in true pirate fashion. Um, it does take most of your turn to get there, like your movement and your action to get there, but you get up pretty much next to the well at this point. I'm going to call it the well leading into the next layer down. Um, Frizzle and Graham finally make their way out of that entrance tunnel. Um, what do you want to do, Frizzle, Graham? So I do have a quick question. Is there like a maximum weight that I can tow with Levitate or is that based on my strength? I believe score? it's 500 pounds. Okay. Because I got rope on me too. I could like lay out a rope. Everybody yep. could grab on and I can like kind of pull us all down with my Levitate. Yep. Yeah. So Levitate's a weird spell, right? Like you're levitating an object and then if that object is you and you're holding on to someone else, you still need to be strong enough to hold them, right? Like that's... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a wizard. But you can hand away as much as you want oh. as a GM. He's a he's a beefy wizard, though. Don't. All right. Uh, so Balin's getting ready to do that. Frizzle, you want to be doing anything? I think she. Yeah, I think she would just be trying to get to the um, to the group, and okay. if possible, she would grab onto the rope. And levitate with him down. Sure thing. Uh, I'm going to get Graham and Frizzle, because you're bringing up the rear there. You get to do a perception check for me. Everybody else is a little bit occupado. Okay. Oh, perception check. I'm using the wrong character. Can Talithar do a perception check? He's just kind of... Uh, he's pretty far away from where they entered. That's why, because this is something that oh, they may or may not notice right near I the mean, entrance. I mean, for Frizzle. For Frizzle, 16. Okay, okay. That's not bad. Eight for Graham. Graham, you don't see. <laughs> Graham, you don't see. Um, Graham's still a little knocked up by the gravity change, you know? <laughs> yeah, Graham's like, weird. I'm on the ceiling. Uh, Frizzle, you pick up just barely a slight ghost-like shimmer just next to the entrance that looks a little bit like Elias. Just for a moment, and it appears like Elias standing there like and then is gone. It's just this super brief like that was weird. And you, you, what do you want to do with that? I'm going to go over, actually, I will about face and be like, uh, nope. Okay. And I'm going to go over and try to see if I can help them. Um, you Maybe, see. If, if it's possible. I don't know that it's possible, but you get the impression that Elias, who's facing the stone wall, is having a conversation, but is very 
animated and mostly see-through as they're busy. And they turn and Elias turns for a second. And again, you're only getting little wisps of this as though uh, mostly translucent or as though viewing them through a, a heavy cloud or fog. Um, and it Elias turns to to Frizzle, notices you noticing them, and then kind of looks back and forth between Frizzle and whatever and this wall. And do, do you want to look towards the wall? Or do you want to look at Elias? Um It appears he's talking to some someone or something. I'm going to Do I still have an action? Or sure. no? This would yeah. be my action. You, you This could be your action, yeah. I will look at the wall with my hands out. Okay. Getting ready if I need to use my um burning hands. If there's something that All right. So you turn and look towards the wall this attacky. time. Elias, you kind of look past Elias, and Elias is doing something towards you which you kind of missed because you chose to look at the wall, which is fine. It's just a choice. You're noticing different things. Behind Elias, mm -hmm. there's just the shape of the stone for a moment. And at the very last second, you're looking, you squint your eyes, and they kind of flash with that red stone that is what they're made of. A little flicker. You concentrate, being a magic user yourself concentrate and in the last second in front of the stone you see this deep hooded face bone white skeletal shape just hiding amongst the wall staring at Elias it hasn't seemed to notice you and it motions and begins to move away. What do you want to do? I'm gonna burning hands it. Nice. <laughs> this blast of flame. Elias. And the figure retreats into the stone. <laughs> Everyone else is like, what? What was that? Suddenly there's fireworks going on in the far side of the room. Um, you seem to have you don't know if it was going to move anyway or if you've managed to scare it away, but it has pulled away. And Elias turns back to you and blinks and mutters something. And as, as the entity leaves, Elias begins to fade back into this plane of existence. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Think... Okay. Let's go. And Elias is now in front of you. You've pulled them back into this plane and uh, and managed to change where they might have ended up. But we'll see what happens later. Okay, so uh, you now have Elias back and he comes stumbling along with Frizzle towards the uh, the 
levitating, uh, grappling hooked situation. Uh, can I get an arcana check from Balin? Or, or a spell attack, whichever one is higher. Uh, well, I rolled a one on my arcana check. That's uh, not good. But, uh, so spell attack would be a better bonus, but it's still a one. Okay, so there's a. Uh, what are you choosing to levitate here? Uh, I mean, myself, ideally. Okay. So. Because I, 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 with 16 strength, like, I can pull yeah. more than I can levitate. I to think, grab right? the ropes, you're ready to do that, and you start, you cast levitate on yourself. You're like, okay. Gravity? I mean, nothing to me. I <laughs> levitate things. And you're standing next to, or over the, the... I, you can't move sideways with levitate, so are you choosing to stand directly under the well, or are you going to try to be next to it? What's the plan? Uh, I think the idea is to be uh, underneath it, yeah, so that when okay. I cast levitate, I can drop down into it. Sure thing. So, in that moment, boom, gravity means nothing to you, but so does reverse gravity. So there's this weird pancakey moment where you push up and everything is reversed, and I'm going to get you to do a... Now, you're a dwarf, so you're going to have advantage on this, but constitution saving throw as you begin pinwheeling. <laughs> it's just, you're going the direction you want, but the complication is you are having a hard time determining how to maintain things, and you kick off in a weird way, and you're just like, what? It's very well, much the... Here's the thing. Yep. Right after I rolled that one, I rolled a 20. <laughs> nice. So you do not vomit. You are built nice. for this. Um, you're spinning like a... You're, you're basically the very first dwarven dreidel. But you are going. <laughs> the ropes twist behind you, but you are making this your way down up into the well. And everybody else is now tethered to you as they grab onto the ropes and Graham grabs onto uh, Frizzle and, and Elias is the last person. As Frizzle grabs... You basically form a human chain. And everybody goes up slash down we, into the well. When we can like see into the well and how much of like the commotion, let's say, is visible. Do we see like the silhouette of dragons? Are they too big for the well? Or it's, like, it's pretty dark down there, they... even with dark. Well, the well is only about 30 feet long okay. and then it opens up into the cavern below. Um, oh, OK. So all of that madness happened in the cavern below and that cavern is 70 feet tall um and so yeah. you can't see all that much but you can hear some weird it is just it's it's pretty bonkers down there um is what i'm telling you uh, from what you can hear yeah that, that, that's a great point of being able to hear stuff so i would hear dragons you can hear the roar of dragons Absolutely. Two of them by the sound I of like, it. It's echoing like crazy. You can hear the beholder yeah, essentially regurgitating two rapidly expanding dragons um, losing half its sure teeth in the process. Yeah, you put that that's what you hear, but you don't know what it is. You're just like, what? It sounds yeah. like it sounds like a plumbing accident with teeth gone horribly wrong and two ex elephant sized things suddenly popping out of your toilet's mouth. 
it is just so i don't know i can't even imagine i don't think that she was in on the like let's put gems in the thing's stomach and hope that it explodes from the inside plan um but i do think that upon hearing dragons they like see the like remember the gem that they were given absolutely now that's a plan uh, and so they will actually crack their gem just to, like, have a mount. Um, Absolutely. And fly. Absolutely. Um, so, so they're not going to take in the levitate. They they get to the lip of this and go, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah let's do that. <laughs> you pull it out, you look at this. I believe you had the brass-colored one, right? Or... I had the blue. It was, I think it was blue. I oh, right. I'm wrong. Yeah. I think it was blue. And yes, we'll I have the blue up. gem. All right, so you, yeah. no, you hold that in your it. hand. You crack it against the ceiling floor. Um, and uh, very quickly, on, guy. a dragon appears and takes a second to get oriented and looks at, looks at you. Get up. Right. We're going to work together here. Um, and she does speak draconic, so they'll be like, take a second to be like, truce. <laughs> you're cool. You're cool. We're cool. We're cool. You're cool. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Work. <laughs> Um, who all is on team levitating dwarf torpedo? <laughs> dwarf torpedo. Sorry. Seriously, who's all riding the dwarf up down into the well? I had just assumed Talithar, that is that how you're getting up there? Off. Um, I guess it depends, like... Did did Chu crack the gem? That like, kind of happened room? after. Yeah, after, in the room. Probably, but... Then he, then is probably grabbing the rope. Yeah, unless you with, thought yeah, of yeah, the yeah, dragon as well beforehand, like yeah, retroactively. Yeah. Talthor doesn't think... actually have a gem anymore. Oh right, he used his. Yeah, back, so you're yeah. you're on team ride the dwarf up down into hell. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Hilda, Elias, Jalen. I think I don't think Graham's gonna think of a different plan. So it's just big old chain of people. Um, at one point, there's this weird moment where you're all falling. Oh, you're being pulled up and it's getting slower and slower as more weight gets added. So like the third person, basically, uh, it almost stops. It's going super slowly, like dangling, like holding a, a balloon, a dwarven helium balloon. Uh, but then this weird thing happens is that Balin, you cross the threshold of the well where the spell ends. And suddenly, instead of a 500-pound levitate, you are now a whatever your dwarven weight is and a downward levitating force on top of that, as well as the uh, counterbalancing. So as each person goes through, the balance shifts. And suddenly, um, so it takes a little while, and like it shouldn't work based on 500 pounds, but as each person crosses that threshold, their weight gets added to the down pull which is the up pull. And so it gets faster as you can. So like at first it's like super slow and then, Oh, that's going fast. And then boop, 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 boop. And then whoop, Graham is the last person to be like, Wah! and then she's watching all these people like plummet into the well. Um, and it is now a very fast falling action, which Balin, I'm going to get you to do. Do you want an initiative roll or an arcana check to see how fast you can flip it? From pull down to pull up. Unless you got something else up your sleeve. 
or whatever. What do you want to do? You are falling and pulling yourself down. What do you think is better, uh, advantage on a minus one or just roll in the straight plus six? Any thoughts from... Hmm. I think plus six is mathematically more likely to do well, but I'm not sure. I don't know my maths for that. 13 choices on the arcana. 13? All right, I'm going to roll. Let's use the French die. Aelin's got a combined weight of 287 pounds. So basically (laughs) you and Talithar is all you can really levitate anyway. But you can slow things. You rolled a what? Uh, 13 in total. 13. I rolled a wheat. An eight. So, you managed to flip it. So, Balin stops falling. And Talithar slows. And everyone else after that, more weight starts dragging you down, but slightly slower. And then more weight and more weight. There are a lot of you, though. There's Frizzle, who's not that heavy. Elias, not that heavy. Hilda's in plate. I think, or in armor. Jalen's pretty heavy, and Graham at the end. So you are all going to fall. However, how I'm going to do this is you are all going to get advantage on your acrobatic check. That's cool. So everybody, um, Frizzle, Elias, Hilda, Jalen, Graham, and Talithar, and Balin, I need an acrobatics check as you're all kind of coming in hot. It's like a parachute that didn't quite open. Oof. What if yeah. I drop the rope like ten feet before I hit the ground? Oh, that's gonna hurt. Like they're that, all they're all slowed that'll down help as you. Much as they can be slowed down, but if I'm not holding the rope, at least I can break, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll count that as your feet before the ground. Like at that point, I, it's not like I can slow them down anymore, right? It's true. Is it acrobatics or can we do use athletics? Uh, this is straight acrobatics to see how well you can take the hit when you hit the ground or water bottom okay so fast and dark vision is black and white anyway most of the time so you don't know if you're gonna land on water or ground yet but it's coming up fast it's slightly weird okay. timing all right gordon Talithar, how'd you do 20 all right well, you will take half damage graham and hilda uh graham fails hilda uh, succeeds with barely with a 14. Ooh. Frizzle fails hard with a 4. Oh. Um, is anybody else in that list? Elias and Jalen, I'll roll for them. That's a pass and a fail. So Elias succeeds uh, and Jalen fails. Alright, so we're taking half damage on 70 feet, 100 feet worth of falling. Uh, but I'm going to say the first 30 didn't count again just because, you know, weirdness. All right. That is 20 points of bludgeoning damage for those who did not succeed. And 10. <laughs> 10 for those that did. Did, Gra- did Graham just die? No, oh. but he's very close to dying. <laughs> oh. All right. Next point of order. Um, You hit and you hit hard, but you hit. Uh, Let's just say those who succeed. Uh, okay, this is a tough one. 
I'm going to... It's going to be rollies. High or low. Above 10, you hit the water. Below 10, you hit the land. The damage is already dealt. So just, just roll a straight d20, everybody who's falling right now. Oh, did Cranky... What's Cranky doing? Is he in this pile? I... If he wasn't attached to the rope, he would have just jumped. And grabbed the well and started climbing? No. Just jumped. The thing is that gravity is going not into yeah, the well. Yeah, so you're just right? being on the ceiling, jumping at something that's 30 feet in the in the air. Oh, so yeah. That's what what Whatever he had okay. to do, I so, guess he would So he's part of this there. then. Go ahead and uh, uh, and roll your acrobatics. So wait, is above a 20? I mean, above a 10 in the water? Above, above a 10 is going to be... Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna say below 10 is water. I think I said last time above 10 was water. I'm going to say below 10 is the water. Above 10 is the ground. Ooh, okay. Balin hits the ground. Talithar clanks against the ground. Cranky hits the ground. Oh, Hilda hits the I water. Hit the Graham hits the ground. <laughs> that tracks. Benefit yeah, is... He takes more damage than I did. Yeah, I yeah exactly. Uh, all right. So. There's a moment of reorientation as everybody's like, oh, this is weird. You managed to put your mind in order. Those of you who land on the ground, pick yourselves up. You see the roaring dragons. The beholder is... It's hard to see where the beholder is in this particular moment. It's a big, tall place. Um, you are all in a in a room. Uh, it's, I guess it's a slightly irregular shape room. It's not quite as big as I said it was before. But I will place you just so you know what you're coming up on. Izzel, did you hit the water? No. Oh, yeah, you hit the water. Round. So you're in the water. Boom. No. I don't know if you can see the new map yet. You did. You um, fell. I thought if it was above a 10... It was you already hit the water. Yeah, that's the water. Yeah. No, I'm talking about for Frizzle. Yeah, for Frizzle, hit the ground, right? Yeah. All right, Gex, I'll place in a bit because you managed to stay with the thing. Cranky hit the ground. Uh, I'm just going to kind of rook. You bounced and hit the ground. This is a tight space for dragons. Anyway, Talithar hit the ground. You're all thumping to the ground in this room. Uh, Hilda hit the water. Um, sorry, I'll what? map on so people can enjoy uh, as I'm dragging minis around. Uh, Elias, somebody... Uh, roll for Elias. I'll roll. Elias hits the water. Uh, Jalen hits the water. And Balin, you hit the ground, right? I believe so, yeah. All right, I'll put you right in the corner there. Uh, it's getting crowded up in here. Styrion is dead. Shu, you're coming in in a minute uh, on Dragonback. And Graham, I think, hit the ground, right? All right, that all works. Okay, can everybody see the map? I can see it. I am in the water. Very cool. All right, so you all kind of open your eyes in this next layer down. Rook, you know more or less where you are. 
It's not a good place. You're in the murder grounds beneath, the hunting playgrounds of this twisted beholder. It's, you can hear it's gagging and vomiting. You see dribbles of bile and such. In this instant, you don't yet see the beholder. Um, but eyes begin to slowly take in this darkened room. Most of it filled with water, some edges of land. Some of your companions just bobbing up towards the surface. They're all here. Except Gex which, and Shu, which we'll talk about in a moment. There's a roar as Shu and the dragon begin to descend through the cave and hovering at the top. The whole space is very tight. The dragons are actually climbing onto the walls. The white dragon, the black dragon, and now this this uh, other dragon that Shu's riding. Um, they're kind of clinging onto the walls, sort of like bats, uh, so as to have enough space and not crush you all. Those of you who landed in the water get a bit of a softer landing. That is until uh, Elias pops up, sputtering, looks at Hilda and Isolde, and Jalen's there, and takes a breath. All right. Oh, I guess we finally caught a break. And Jalen's like, yeah, but... And disappears underneath the water. No. Black water has claimed Jalen. <laughs> And I think that's where we're going to stop for the night. You can never trust water. Nope. Dead. All right. Well, thanks very much, everybody. Um, and Internet, thanks for watching. And uh, Jay, sorry I didn't say earlier. I saw your chat a bit late, but hey, boss. Good to see you. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to check us out. I think next week, or, we'll, we'll decide whether it's D&D or Shadowrun next week. Probably D&D, right? On the Tuesday. Yeah. All right, so we'll we'll pick up uh, with what will come next. Next week on Tuesday, hopefully with everybody back on board. Uh, and we'll see what happens in this next layer. Uh, um, uh, we do... Anybody got a name suggestion for tonight? Pre-fallen. Yeah, pre-fallen. The obvious name. That's a good Cataract name. surgery. <laughs> Take two dragons and call me in the morning. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon suppository. Well, oh no! That, I mean, that's a different. Do holders even have a? I mean, it was in its toothy moss, so I'm not sure it was a suppository per yeah, se. Well, I mean, it might be like a sea sponge and only have one. Hold oh, for everything. Oh. <laughs> you actually described it as something. There was like a metaphor you used that I can't remember, but that's would, what have been, would have been appropriate. <laughs> I like that, though. Free Fallen. That, that's a pretty good one. I, I appreciate that. Oh, nice. All right, so we're going to be right back after uh, our credits. Don't forget, people, if you've never done it before, please click the subscribe button, the follow, etc. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Shout out to Tennessee, by the way. 
for some reason, Tennessee exploded on the podcast. Uh, well, exploded by me, but like 30 people suddenly being like, hey, I appreciate that. So thank you for tuning in if you're from Tennessee. Et aussi, so, uh, si vous uh, écoutez en français uh, de France, <laughs> merci et pardonnez-moi, désolé pour mon accent. Uh, I'm, <laughs> this is making me miss Carl, who could actually do this justice. Um, but anywho. <laughs> so we'll be right back with an ad from our sponsor. Uh, and thank you for watching. Okay, well, that was, that was as good as we could get.
And now, a word from our sponsor. Take it away. Well, this week's episode is brought to you by New Oil. Let me start that again. This week's sponsor is New Oil of Olay Special Undead Blend. Are you far, far too old? Have you been suffering from the extreme weathering of time and excessive evil misdeeds? Perhaps you need to convince a group of adventurers to fall in love with you. Use Oil of Olay's special undead blend, made from the best selection of sacrificed children, virgins, and several varieties of nymph. Our special serum smooths wrinkles, clears cloudy eyes, whitens black teeth, tightens those low, drooping, elongated flaps you used to call earlobes, clears up under-eye bags no matter how many eyes you may have. Alternative uses include foot fungus relief, hair straightener, wart removal, abortion pill, milk substitute, paint protector, hand sanitizer, sex lube for those with next to no stamina, yeast substitute for baking and brewing, candle wax, engine oil, grease remover, and drain cleaner. Buy a two-pack and get a free 87-section contact lens case. Patent pending, not available in Quebec. Oil Olay, special undead blend. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's necromancy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Steve. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.